Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. So welcome to the locker room. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room, and uh, uh, Jake's uh, uh, rolling, uh, playing he's in the, the hits. locker room too. He's playing the hits from coast to coast. <laughs> exactly. So Chalut. So you know. Good morning to you, my yeah, friend. Yeah. Good no. Good morning to you. So uh, when the, he was uh, mentioning his injury report. Yes. Uh, Eric Ebron was out with an illness. Anthony McFarlane was out with the concussion protocol. Nobody really knew anything about Well, how do I say nobody? You know, the problem with sitting in the stands, that's it beats right down on you, though. Yeah. And I got to tell you the truth. I fell asleep at one point. Did you? (laughs) I did. I went, you know, you you give a little snort and you wake up and you're like, look around and go, did anybody see me? Well, there's nobody in the stands hardly. Yeah. One one thing that uh, we have not, uh, we're not sitting, we're not standing in the, uh, on the field. Right. And that, that is, uh, it's a challenge. I can't move with cat-like stealth and quickness when I'm confined to a single seat. Yeah. You know, in the in the stands there, Chalooch. So yeah. I will I will say this, uh yes, this is beginning to be the the dog days of summer. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And go ahead, I know you were talking about some of the injuries. So Ryan Switzer and Kareth White, uh and Chris Wormley, Wendell Smallwood, Deontay Johnson, Juju, and Kevin Dotson. Kevin Dotson is starting to come back. Yeah, he's starting I'm to come back. I'm thrilled about that. We yeah. really, this is something the young man needs this work. He's yeah. getting left behind. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because that train is already moving, as Mike right. Tomlin likes to point out. And a moving train is extremely difficult. Yeah, it's just the dog days of summer, and that's how it is. When we were playing, the dog days of summer uh, were intense, and uh, Chuck was say will your body yes will your body over your uh pains will your body over your fatigue will your body over the heat and uh now, tell me how hard that is Chaluch. tell me huh that was that was hard to do yeah i mean it was not an easy thing i mean you had to dig deep sometimes i remember well i often tell the story i love to tell it the second week yeah all right of pads and it was a double you know two a days that's when you start to do the walking dead you know right. what i mean you just it's it's really upon you. you're about to flip the switch where your body starts to numb up to right. all the hitting twice a day every day so 
we're uh we're, we're in stretch and it's like 90 bazillion degrees yeah out, and i'm sweating and we got our helmets up full pads black jerseys that are like a yeah. sauna remember that yeah and you were in the line next to me. we were doing a stretch and i remember i was looking for inspiration and i'm and, I, and i'm so miserable and the crowd is yelling and we got conditioning after today we got one-on-ones right uh, both pass in oklahoma and i'm just sitting there and i'm just so fed up with it i, I turned to you i says I says, Tunch, give me some inspiration. Give me, what What do you got for me? Pick me up a little. And what yeah, did you say? I said, I feel like a piece of bacon. Now I know what a piece of bacon feels like. <laughs> I remember looking at you going, that's not it. That didn't help at all. I'm close to tears out here. I'm so miserable in my own misery. And you give me that. Yeah, but, well, it, it was what I felt like. <laughs> You were as miserable as I was. Yeah, you know what? Uh, oh, my heavens. I wasn't going to go act enthusiastic, <laughs> then you'd be enthusiastic. Where was Dale Carnegie then? Well, I didn't take the Dale Carnegie course that year. I took we could have used it. Yeah. Oh, my heavens. I will never forget how I felt like I just sank to the pit of despair. Yeah. <laughs> the lowest I've ever been here at St. Vincent College. When, you know, <laughs> in the offseason, I took the Dale Carnegie course. Mm-hmm. I, I was saying every day in the meeting, act enthusiastic and you'll be enthusiastic. And so, uh, during- what else? What else? Reach for, for the those positive, positive vibes. vibes. Shake out, out those negative, negative vibes. <laughs> you were so irritating, man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what did Dunny say? Gary Dunn said, Dale Carnegie didn't play, <laughs> Shut play up, football. Yeah. In other words, more expressive and maybe more of the colors of, uh, say, blue <laughs> as he was expressing his disgust with you and Dale Carnegie. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it, it, <laughs> oh. I was trying for false checks. But see, yes, and this is the point we want to get to. Yeah, and and so when when your uh, when your dog days of summer are going and you feel like the Walking Dead, you got a false cheddar. Yes, you gotta you gotta have something that uh, uh, picks you up. And, uh, you know, act enthusiastic and you'll be enthusiastic. You have with, yeah. to talk to yourself. Yeah. And at the same time as you're doing that uh, Dr. Phil self-help stuff, what you're doing is really is you are forcing yourself to, to understand the reality of where you are. And from within yourself, you got to find that little, bo- little spot that says, okay, let's lock in, let's get it done. Because if you don't lock in like that, you are in for one beatdown of a practice yeah, yeah because other guys are doing the same thing and the and the guys who have that endurance that standing strength like you know who always uh impressed me was john kolb now right. john kolb was one of the most miserable men in camp yeah colby colby you know i mean he has that that oklahoma cowboy stone granite face type thing yeah um but you talk about a man with steel determination right uh, and by the way John Culp should be in the Steelers Hall of Honor. No question. Right, yeah. And we're, 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 we're pushing him. Yes, we're pushing for him. He should be in there without a question, without a doubt. Yeah. So I will say this. With John, one of the things I learned was, you know, it's not an outward thing. Yeah. It's about what you can find within you, and then you got to bring it out and push forward. Now, some guys, they're a little more exuberant. And Arthur Motes. Yeah. Arthur Motes, he brings that energy out, and it's part of him. 
It wasn't part of John. Yeah. John was, it was like, it was like he was a, yes, it was in words. And he had a strength and a steelness about him that I, I really loved and respected. You know, I, and then I know you did too. Yeah. 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 And and when, uh, when you don't have that inward steel, you false chatter because it, brings you up there you were naturally more towards chatting it up yeah and being more vocal right when i came when 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 i you know when we both came to the steelers i gravitated to colby so much because in him i saw i i saw what i hoped was part of myself in the sense of it wasn't a lot of talking it was just a determination to get it done yeah and you just suffer in silence pain basically right you were much more vocal about Picking it up, let's go, and that was just the attitude and differences right. in teammates. Yeah, yeah. All right, if you got five guys that do nothing, but we're Arthur Motzian, let's say we're Motzian, and yeah. it doesn't work. But if, and if you have five Colbys, it's it's not the same either. You have right. to have a balance of the two. Yeah, and and Webby was that way too. Yes. Yeah, Webby was that way, uh, and uh, one one of the things that uh, we experienced is. Uh, you gravitated to me because of the fu- the uh, that I wanted to get into fights all well, the time. Well, you were always getting you dragged me into fights. I couldn't yeah. help it. We became brethren, and you know, at, at that point, you always had this uh, chip on your shoulder. Yeah, you know what I mean. So the the Leo Leo Wisniewski calls it the immigrant. Yes, chip. the immigrant chip. You always feel like you're walking around with those. Little black socks that your mom made you yeah. wear going to school in the shorts. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and, and so, you know. I, and wear the bow tie exactly. and sport coat. And, uh, you know, uh, you and I got to be uh, compadres, brothers, uh, you know, both on the field and in, in through the grace of Jesus, oh. two brothers coming together. Yeah. And that it was just part of it. And, you know, it. It, uh, you know, I, it was funny because I was always from the Brethren Assembly. It was always, you know, turning the other cheek. And I, I love football. And, I, and then you had such an abandon to wanting to drill everybody. I was like, going, this is even more fun than I realized. <laughs> yeah. So we gravitated in that area. But truly, uh, this is all about now. Um, the guys are in the dog days of summer. Yeah. We don't want to lose where we're going with here. Yeah. But the dog days of summer are a tough time. And Mike really spoke of it in a very rational way. And these are the things that you have to overcome. You got to will your body. Yeah. And you got to be forceful in your thought process. Right. Yeah. And you got to focus. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's difficult. It's hot. Uh, yeah, yeah, yesterday was, uh, was hot and the sun was shining. Ooh, it and, was really hot. Yeah. Well, you know, um, was, uh, the field a little, uh, slippery. I was, I, you know what? I thought it was going to be a mess. I thought, you know, ah, the guy's going to get muddy. Hoo, 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 you know, laughing. And stuff. Yeah. The field was in great shape. Yeah. I was really impressed. That water drained through yeah. really, really good. Yeah. You know, I, I, I guess I, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, of all the problems they had early on in the first few years, you know, half mesh, half grass, you yeah. know, Denver, what have you, that sort of stuff. The, the grass held up great. Yeah. You know, and the and the playing surface for the guys was great. They weren't falling all over the place. Right, right, right. And, and you know, it was uh, – you know, the, the funny thing that they, uh, they do at uh, Heinz Field is they shift the drills around. Yes. Uh, you know, they, they go uh, across the field. 
They go with the field, right? Uh, and uh, and they they do one on ones, and they do backs on backers, and they do uh, you know uh, special team drills. And you know it's it's uh, you you shift around. I just wonder how long they can keep it up though, because that that field does take a beat down. It held up great. It's holding up great. Uh, I just wonder if well we got another two weeks before I want, and I wonder if they're going to shift back to the south side, uh, you know, in game week. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, oh, that, that, that like just I just flat footed myself. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm just but, like totally discombobulated over that. Yeah, and, and um, I don't know that either. Uh, you know, if they're going to go yeah. back to the south That's side, interesting. I I would think at some point you got to. You know, well, you know, they they've got all the weights there. They've That's got true. all they've got three locker rooms there, right? Uh, and so the 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 social. But you're going to have to vacate one when well, no three because then they would take. Want well the visiting team, yeah. But yeah. you know it, it. It's um, you know the visiting team. But when they come in, they're they're gonna be the the visiting team the locker. locker. Yeah, I know. But they got all right. Never mind. Doesn't matter because whatever we think, it really doesn't matter because they will do as they're gonna. Yeah, do. they're gonna do it. Uh, they they're gonna do as they're gonna do. All right, uh, we're gonna take a break. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Toucher in a locker room. It's four one two. Nine one nine one three one six. We'll be back after this. continuing to to expose ourselves to new people and 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 expand the potential of others uh we've played marcus allen summit linebacker he's a he's a guy that's shown some position flexibility he's playing strong safety and some inside linebacker so that really kind of fortifies our depth in that area when it when from a perception standpoint we might be running thin you're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, Mike Tomlin has been talking about Marcus Allen, and uh, Tom Bradley's been talking about Marcus Allen. Uh, and we've been talking about Marcus Allen. Uh, he, he is est- establishing himself as a nickel-and-dime linebacker. And uh, Marcus Allen is fast. He tackles well. He's a heady player, uh, you know, plays safety and linebacker, and he's very versatile. Uh, he's great at communicating, and he has pre-snap skills. Uh, and that uh, pre-snap skills is uh, getting guys to line up where they're supposed to. 
And, you know, he's uh, he's uh, going to be a good player. Yeah. There's no question in my mind that Marcus Allen has made some great advancements uh, thus far. You know, and one of the ideal things that you've got is putting him in a box-like capacity. Yeah. Be it uh, whether he's got some of that uh, strong safety skill set or inside linebacker stuff that he's really starting to apply. He's got strength through his core. I mean, you look at this guy. Uh, he looks stronger and, and a little bit bigger than he did last year. Right, right. Uh, you know, Jerry O was working with him all day yesterday. He had backs on backers to the boundaries. You know that drill where they pitch it and then you yeah. use the boundaries, a 12th defender and everything. Um he had some mixed results there. Right, right, You right. know, uh, Benny Snell. Benny Snell. Uh, wow. Benny Snell really excelled yesterday in backs on backers to the boundaries. And uh, it was, um, you know, it was it was a couple times Marcus got schooled, right. which is okay. Yeah. And you know what? It's the first time that you're really making that emphasis on being a box-like uh, player, and you've got to learn to use those angles. Right. And uh, Benny, I was glad to see Benny. I want to see Benny compete. Right. I want to see Benny get better. Yeah. You know, and so that's an opportunity for both guys to come out and establish them their better selves in repetitious, you know, going at it. And they did a good job of it yesterday. Yeah, and Benny uh, made a juke uh, and uh, – well, he ran over Marcus one time. Yeah. Now, here's the problem. This is where Marcus has got to get used to that. You know, one time they, they, they run over you, and what happens? You come in, like, come in low, gangbusters. You're going to kill him, and that's when he's going to, you know, stick juke that you. foot in the ground and yeah. have a little juke and cut on you. And that's one of the things that you got to learn, and you've always got to be able to have the proper angle, come to balance, and then execute the tackle. Right, right. You know, you got to squat and uh, tackle through the uh, ball carrier. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's a process where – and I love that drill because that drill is really good for the inside linebackers. Right. Uh, you watch Devin Bush. By golly, some of the things this kid can do. Right. I mean, he is like – he is like a shadow – on a guy, when a guy comes up, shakes on him, right? And he, he, the thing that he does so well is he doesn't raise his hips up and down. You know, some guys will bob almost right. up and down. Well, the problem is when the guy happens to cut while well, you're bobbing down or up, where you can't get your weight shifted. All right, they catch you in that. It's like it's like being an offensive tackle. Your step slide. Right. Why is it important to step and drag? Why is that important to Chaluch? Because you're uh, you're constantly having your feet in the ground. Exactly. You're you've got contact. Right. You can cut either way. You're balanced. Yeah. Right. Because you can't fire a cannon out of a canoe. Right. right. I mean, you just you, you've got to stay balanced. In the same way, when you come come up to make a tackle, you can't be bobbing up and down uh, where your your feet you're weightless at one point, and all of a sudden you can't cut. Right. You know what I mean? You've got to make sure that you got your feet in the ground right. and that you keep your hips level and you come to balance and then you explode through the tackle. Right. The, and you've got you've got to play on your balls or the balls of your feet. Right. Yeah, and and you know to uh, to tackle well, you got to play on the balls of your feet. Uh you know Daniel McCullers uh was uh uh given an attaboy by uh, Mike Tomlin. And uh, he said, uh, you, you know, Daniel is slim. Uh, and he's, you know. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's yeah, slimmed down. Yeah, he's slimmed down. I mean, think about it. He came here at 360 pounds back when he was a baby-faced rookie. Yeah. You know, he's been up close to 400 pounds, that man has. Yeah. He's huge. Yeah. You know, but 
you know, Mike Tomlin says, you know, he's leaned out, and he has. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, he's, uh, he made a play, and Mike Tomlin said, I see you, Dan. Right. I used to, and then he made a, a second time. He says, Big Dan. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is it's encouragement. It's affirmation. You know, this is, a, as Keith Butler has already talked about, this is a make or break year for Dan. Yeah. Okay, this is all about uh, are you going to realize the potential we've seen in you for a number of years now, or are you going to settle to be that guy, and uh, that guy could be well gone. Yeah. You know, at, at some point. So you look at Dan, and I, I'm hopeful for him. He's a good guy. Yeah. You know, he works hard. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see him more dominant. Yeah. As we all would. But the fact of the matter is he's leaned up. He, he He's one of those guys I think he responds more to the sugar than the stick. Yeah. You know what I mean? You feed him a little sugar, I think it, it's more. he's more responsive to that thing yeah. than uh, getting yelled at. Yeah, stuff. so Carl Dunbar uh, gives him more sugar than Mitch did. <laughs> well, Mitch is a tough love guy. He came up under Raleigh Dodge, who we yeah. came up under. Right. And so maybe this is just a this is a good thing for him. Uh Carl is an excellent coach. Yeah. Uh Mitch was a great coach. I mean, all the fame quality. Yeah. Uh, but some guys just they're responding, their response is different. And um he may be one of those those guys that just needs a little bit of sugar. Yeah. Yeah. So but hopefully he I hope he I hope he does well. Yeah. I like Dan. Yeah, you know? I like Dan too. But and if he does well, he's gonna, he's going to make things uncomfortable. Yeah, he's going to make things uncomfortable for centers. Yeah, <laughs> could you imagine that? Yeah, because he's big. sitting on your nose. Yeah, he's big. Yeah, I mean he's so tall. You could even if you 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 uh, had the upset stomach again, you couldn't puke in his face. Yeah, he'd be up above you. That's right. When you remember Ron Simmons and you yeah. puked right. In Cleveland, it was a nose tackle. Yeah. Hey, Jacob, you ever hear that story? Tunch puked right in the face of the nose tackle. <laughs> Second year in the league. His stomach was all all upset, and he did it right at the snap of the ball. And I got to tell you something. Ron Simmons, the nose tackle, right? He went on to, as a as a pro football player. He had a fine career as a pro wrestler. <laughs> he was about 6'4", 300 pounds. He stood up and screamed, and we double teamed him off the ball. <laughs> it was the most perfect Projectile vomititis execution I've ever seen. Uh, it was just legendary. Legendary. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my stomach was. <laughs> You're a little nervous. Yeah, that's right. I, I was a, a little, little nervous because I thought I was going to get cut. <laughs> but it, but I made it. Uh, you made it. Yeah. You made it, brother. Absolutely. Yeah. So the fact of the matter is Dan McCullers is one of those guys, again, Got a little, it's kind of like the white tiger. Yeah. We see it occasionally. You know, we've seen instances where he drives the center back and creates a, a deep well for yeah. the quarterback to have throw out. And we've also seen, he's take, I've seen him on the sidelines. He takes on the guard on a trap. Right. Then the back and stuffs him. Then the, the back run, runs into the, the guard and it's a, it's a traffic jam, you know, yeah. and it, that's what he's capable of doing, you know. But it's we got to see more from the White Tiger, you know. And I and I've seen him take on a double team, yeah. and uh, oh, stuff the double absolutely. team. Absolutely, yeah. You know, he's so strong, he's so big. Yeah. And to see that six seven frame, if he could drive that center back and get his hands up, think of the the, the crossing routes that he could make. You know, 
more difficult right. for quarterbacks to yeah, hit that yeah. crossing route hands underneath. Up, hands up. Hands up, man. Woo, yeah. That would be good. So um, one of the things you asked me, I was coming down from uh, doing Steelers TV. Ray Ray McLeod. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I was I, I didn't see it uh, oh. because I was I, I was in uh, I was coming down. Fortunately, from, I had not fallen asleep yet. Yeah. <laughs> the you know, it was really phenomenal. Think about it. You're doing live. Ki- when would when have we ever seen live kickoff returns? That was really yeah. amazing to me. I mean, this is scenario-driven football, this training camp. Yeah. And you're going to set up these drills that you got to see some real go in it. And uh, Ray Ray McLeod took that ball, and i got to tell you something. All of a sudden, you saw something that uh, the scouts must have known. This guy had nice acceleration, yeah. cut to the hole, and just outran people. It was very impressive. Yeah, you know, I didn't see it. So uh, he'd, uh, uh, he cut up the middle. Yeah, well, he started a little bit to the left, then he cut. You know, you, you make that cut, whatever it is. Do you see it? And you're going to make that cut. Was there speed or movement? Man, there was movement early and there was speed later. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I liked. You know, it was kind of like once you, you, you got a little wiggle, and, uh, you know, Myron would have said he zigged, then he zagged, zagged, and then he accelerated. And that was so impressive. Um, I, 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 you know, you just kind of like I almost jumped out of my seat. It was like, whoa! You know, yeah, yeah. the teammates, his offensive teammates, were running alongside right, the like sidelines. They, they were, they were cheering. cheering him on. Yeah, yeah. They, they were cheering it on. I, the, I heard the cheering, but I didn't see right. uh, the the return. Uh, but Ray Ray McLeod, you know, he's working at wideout and he's made his share, his share of uh, catches. Yes, uh, and. He looks good. Yeah, you know, again, good. Mason. By the way, Mason Rudolph looked, looked good yesterday. Yeah, you know, he had some nice throws. Um, Ray Ray McLeod, he's a competent pro. Uh, he, in my mind, fits into that category of uh, a, a you know a youth like pro who um, can you know jump in, knows the system. In other words, I'm thinking if he doesn't make the roster. He would be a candidate, I think, for one of those six spots of veterans on the practice squad because, and again, this is a very small sample, and I'm kind of getting out ahead of myself, but I was excited by what I saw. He had a couple great catches down the field, um, does a nice job of of making that hard cut when he cuts to the sidelines, has some good hands, apparently, it looks like. So we may see more of him. I think of him, Wendell Smallwood, and Curtis Riley as kind of three guys that you think of right then and there, that uh, are candidates for that practice squad, right. six spots of, of veteranship. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, Chase Claypool has made several diving catches. Oh, this man. Way. And, you know, he's made several acrobatic catches. Yes. And he's fast and he runs good routes. Uh, he made a catch in the end zone, uh diving catch in the end zone yesterday. And Chaluch, he's he's got ruby red slippers already. He yeah. knows how to toe tap. We've seen some toe tapizations there along the sidelines. I really enjoy watching this kid. You know, I I know you. Um, he has the ruby red slippers. <laughs> well, you know that you know toe tapping on the sidelines is an art form. You know, I mean the NFL sends out a. a I remember uh, having this conversation with Antonio Brown, and they talk about catches along the sidelines. The NFL send out the you know some video disc or something and it's examples of great toe touches and i saw you know we've seen him do that a couple times like you said the high point 
We've yeah. seen him. The other thing I really like, and again, Joe Hayden says he's going to cause trouble. Yes. Yeah. Then the other thing Joe Hayden said was on one of those touchdown catches that he high pointed, he said, I went to knock the ball out of his hands and he wouldn't let me. Yeah. All right. Now, you know, the thing about that that says to me, he's strong enough to overcome that, you know, with his hands. Yeah. That's strong what hands. you need. Strong hands. Yeah. And great body control, great catch radius, great speed, great route running. And, you know, there's a lot he can do. Yeah. And the other thing I saw, I, I saw him do the club. I saw him club somebody to the side. Yeah. I'm not sure who it was, but it was the guy was there, then he was gone. <laughs> he, he wound up with that right hand and clubbed. And I was like, he just moved a man to the side yeah. off the line of scrimmage. That was very impressive to me. Yeah, he's got a great club. Oh, I mean, it was, I saw it was demonstrated right there. I'm like going, get Zooks, there it is. Yeah. You know? I mean, he's a miniature Reggie White with that, that club. Yeah. He just whop, and whoever was in front of him was in front of him no more. Yeah. yeah and he, he's very physical and uh, gets open by the physicality. And uh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. He's now he's, think about this, Chulich. You got somebody that you're going to have to wrestle with. Yeah. How much, how much PIs down the field do you think he's going to draw? Huh? Yeah. You know, pass interferences. You get up there, you got to wrestle with that big guy a little bit. I'm thinking to myself, hey, you might want to go long ball just for the, the, the type of contact that could be happening there, if nothing else. Right. You know, this guy's got a little, he reminds me a little bit of A.J. Green, but a stronger yeah. A.J. Green. He reminds us of David Boston. He's not, yes, you know what? He's slimmer, though, than I remember. David Boston was bulkier. Yeah. When I really think about it. He, David Boston was like a, a tall Anquan Bolden. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, it could be Bostonish. It could be AJ Greenish. Uh, whatever it is, I like it. Yeah. So, because he's shredded, he's fast, he's uh, athletic. Yes. All right, let's take a break. Uh, it's uh, the number is 412 919 1316. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch, you're in the locker room, and we'll be back right after this. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Oh, happy birthday Megan. to my eldest child. That would be Megan Elizabeth Nicholson now. Uh, one of six that God blessed me with. Um, she is also mother of four of my grandbabies. Uh, I am... Honey... Uh, your daddy loves you. You have been one of the shining lights in my life. Happy birthday to you, baby girl. How, you, how old is she? Think about it. She's old enough. She, she's 35? <laughs> she's old enough. She don't want, I, I know she don't want me. You know, fact of the matter is she's gorgeous, she's beautiful, and I am so thrilled and most humbly proud of the great woman of God you have become. She's so, 35. I'm not confirming I know, nothing. Yeah. I'm not confirming nothing. You know, you, know, you don't want to 
understand with your daughters, you don't mess with that. You know, you know, you I, know? I, I I got to baptize her. <laughs> yes, you did at the chapel. What a, and what a joy that was. Yeah, and and I, you know, I told her to look around. Right. Because uh, Hoopy was there. Because Hoopy yes. was there, and just say, you know, uh, there there there's a godliness uh, among your family. Uh, that you have learned from. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was a terrific moment, Chalooch. And I am eternally grateful to have been there and experienced that, to, uh, that you would do that with both my oldest yeah, I, I, kids. I, I, baptized Kyle Jacob before yeah. he went off to Afghanistan, yeah. before he was deployed. Yeah. Very important stuff, man. So, uh, baby girl, Megan, I love you. Dad loves you. Your Uncle Tunch loves love you. Love you. And uh, happy birthday, sweetie. Yeah, happy All birthday. Right. Yeah. So, carrying on, Chalooch. Yeah. Um, you know, we were talking about, uh, uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about was Devin Bush again. And I just, um, you know, he was in the backs on backers uh, on to the boundaries. Mm-hmm. That was so good. I got to tell you something, man. Some of the stuff that this kid does is just, it's, you know, it's not like he's he's just scratching the surface of what he's got to bring. In right. Talent yeah. I, I heard the, um, in the pool report. That he got faked out by Benny Snell, but then he recovered and uh, uh, recovered tackle to, to bring him down. Yeah, um, he is. You know, he he's multi-talented and in whatever way. He had a leg lift on some on one guy. I'm trying to remember. It was really funny. Right. It was almost like he was wrestling with the guy and picked up one and then did a scoop with the other leg and and to bring the guy down. It was very impressive. I'm yeah. more and more impressed with Devin Bush and the things that he's his physical qualities. Um, they, they have always been readily apparent. Uh, it's his, the mind game that right. I think he's going to excel even more so. Uh, and you know, the thing about it is I, I, I hope, and I hope that he hangs out a lot with Ryan Shazier. Ryan Shazier is a guy, you know, you watch film with him over right. and over. He's got such a football mind. Right. And I just think between, of course, Jerry O and, uh, Ryan, um, yeah. That it would be great benefits to this young guy, Devin. Yeah, and especially Jerry Osaski. Oh, uh, Jerry, he's terrific. What yeah. a coach. Have you seen Ryan Chazier? He hasn't uh, been around. He yeah. hasn't been able to be around. But, you know, he was last year. I know that, uh, you know, he, he uh, had a lot of words and a lot of uh, ability to communicate with Devin. And yeah. I hope that continues. Yeah. Um, when Devin began, uh, there was a, a, an melody – uh, melody that uh, uh, paralysis by analysis. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know he 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 didn't react fastly, uh, but as the season went on, he started reacting more quickly. Yes, and uh, getting to the position where he had to be. You know the thing that I was amazed was there was one point when he got into, and I can talk about because in the pool report uh, they talked about the backs on backers to the boundaries. The guy faked one way, then another way, and I'm telling you what. Devin was was just shadowed him so perfectly it was like a shadow. Yeah. And I mean I was watching that and it was just such a subtle thing and it happened so fast I was kind of like shaking my head going did I just see what I saw? Cuz I think what I seen I think it was pretty impressive if I saw what I think I seen. Yeah. Saw seen what I think I saw. Yeah. I don't know. Anyhow what I was thinking I was yeah thinking. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Got a little confusing yeah, there. You, you know, sometimes you, the sun beats on your head, and you get you know a little overloaded in your circuitry upstairs there. You know, you, young linebackers, uh, they tend to 
get all this stimulus coming at them, and uh, they 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 tend to uh, be guilty of paralysis by right. analysis. Because you can get overloaded. There's yeah. a lot of traffic. There's a yeah. lot of shiny things. A that, lot of things going yeah, coming they, at it you. It grabs your attention, right? Yeah. But you got to be able to learn to filter that and concentrate on the few things that really point you in the right direction. Yeah. You know, for instance, when I was pulling, you know, I had to see Webby's fanny. Yeah. I had to see your rear end, too, on a six trap. Those are the things I had to see. Boom, boom. You got to see them right away in the first couple of steps. Right. You know, it, it's how you read. If you try to take in the whole picture, you get lost. Right. You get absolutely frozen by an overload, and you have no idea where to go. You're pulling from that left guard position to the right, and there's a couple things that flash, you know, and I call them flash points. They're points of recognition along the way that lead you to where you need to be. Yeah. And that's one of the things I think Devin, with his ability now in his second year, I think having that filter is right. going to be able to um, increase his reaction speed, which is already pretty phenomenal. You know, he, 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 sees the, uh, he sees the play developing right and uh he's playing what with do you always eyes. talk about yeah the guy that can what the the beat the guard to where? yeah beat, beat the guard to the intersection point exactly yeah right and that what that takes is the ability to focus in on a couple of things that let you know what's coming yeah. and then being able to read that and then react so you know one of the things that devin bush does he beats the guard to the intersection point but uh, uh, Vince Williams attacks the guard. <laughs> yes. And bones yeah. him. Yeah. 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 And Devin will get there. Yeah. Right. Vince just has that natural inclination like, oh, it's coming. Let me just have a little explosion here just to greet this guy. Yeah. And boom. You know, he drops the hand. You love that. I love that about what Vince does. Um, and I think with, with Devin and the two of them together, we got a nice bang bang combination yeah. going on in there. Now the other guy, the another guy that's that's uh, you know, uh taking a step forward is, I think is UG three. Yeah. You know, he's another guy that inside linebacker. There's not a lot of them, you know. I didn't realize how much the lines are down already. What, not down to 80, 80 players, I think it is, that they have. And you think about a number of guys are out, so you're you're talking less than 80 or – I don't know because, you know, math was you – know, Yeah, you're, you're, you're not math. Yeah, I'm really not good at math. Yeah. So yeah. you got less than what you expect. Yeah, um <laughs> – and, you know, one of the things that uh, he's been uh, – <laughs> Curtis Riley has been showing up. He's been impressive. Yes, he has. And, you know, he's got drafted by the uh, the Titans. He's been with the Giants, and he's been with the Raiders. You know, it's funny. How many years has that been? When, did, when does, does that thing say your, your thing I think notes? that the, he came – 2016. It was a 16. Okay, so he's not been – it's funny that I, he seems he's to be – He's from Fresno State. Okay. Yeah, uh, you know he uh, came in 2015. He okay. played with the uh, he played with the Titans 2015, 2016, 2017. He was with the Giants 2018, and he was with the Raiders last year. All right. So this is his sixth year. It's kind of funny that he's moved that much. You're only talking about five years. This is this being a six. So um, that's that's a lot of movement for a guy. Yeah. But he's got. He's got talent. I mean, we've already seen him step up and make some plays here in practice. And looking at him make those plays, you're sitting there going, hmm, ha, what's up? You know, I mean, maybe. I know that some, one of the knocks, uh, knocks on him was the fact that maybe his tackling, his 
you know, tackling wasn't as good. We'll right. see. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he certainly has stepped up and made some plays in the back end here that are at least standout-ish that you you notice. Yeah, and, and uh, the other guy, Zach Banner. Oh. Zach Banner, I, I, I it's just I am a big fan of his, and he's setting out instead of vertical. You know what? You could see it yesterday. I don't know who got in his ear, who, who said, you know, instead of the vertical set to set out. But he, you know, we, we talked a couple of days ago. Uh, Mike Tomlin made the comment that T.J. Watt has been winning a lot of the battles against yeah. both Zach and Chooks. Um, Zach took a step back, a uh, step forward, I should say, in uh, winning some of those battles. Uh, he started to punch. Um, whenever he punches, the kid looks really good. Yeah. It's when he lets him, you know, he gets head heavy and stops his feet. That's when he gets into trouble. Yeah. He's got to get to the point like you always used to talk about. You got to be afraid not to punch. Yeah. I mean, literally, afraid. Yeah. I got to punch. I got to throw those hands because if I don't, I'm in real trouble. Right. He used to tell me that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, That that that's what I was. Yeah. If I didn't punch, I was really in trouble. Uh, and uh, Zach, you know, one of the things that Zach carries his hands too low. Yes. Yeah. And then he gets head heavy. Yeah. When he gets head heavy, he starts to move his head forward, his feet stop. And I, it, it's nothing to... Trap the hands, pin them against the body, and take that extra step for a defender that already puts you a step and a half behind yeah. as an offensive tackle. You know, the thing about offensive tackle that was so hard for me, because I my first eight, nine years, what, I only played left left guard only. And I would it would, I was like a cannon. All right. Plant the feet and throw the punch as hard right. as you can. Right. Rock them. Well, the problem is you know, you learn to lock your feet into the ground because at guard, you want to redirect at the point of attack. Right. At tackle, it's setting out and moving your feet and timing the punch with your feet. Right. And that was the hardest thing for me. It's like dancing. That's why I had problems dancing. <laughs> you know, trying to get those feet lined up with, uh, you know, the, the rest of the body. It just didn't work. So uh, who do you think? is in that lead for the right tackle, Chooks or Zach? I think probably right now um, in my mind, uh, well, first of all, we got to understand Chooks had a little bit of a groin, so he sat yeah. out a little bit. Um, I think in my mind, I'm, I'm thinking neck and neck with if there's any slight advantage after yesterday, Zach took a, just a little bit of a notch up. Right. Now, it was interesting to me because, as it was reported in the poll report, Chooks was the only offensive lineman taking reps at tight end. At tight end, you know, when they had the the hook drill on the outside linebackers, um, and I had not seen. I, I don't remember seeing. He probably has been doing it before, but I don't remember it. But it lets you know this. All right, whoever doesn't get the starting job is the power tight end and going to be the swing tackle. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's where it's at right now. And the fact that they're both doing the exact same thing, only ones and twos. Like if you're on the twos, you're also on the you're the tight end. Yeah, you know what I mean. So if that's happening, then they're in my mind neck and neck with after yesterday, it's like nod to Zach. You know, one thing that uh, 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 is a challenge for us being up in the stands. Because we, we used to follow the drills. Right. And we used to see the technique right. that, that they you were using. You can't see the exact hand placement, yeah. can you? you? You can't see the exact hand placement. You can't see the exact 
you know, when the run drills come out and uh, the explosiveness that you have to uh, have. Um, and, and you know what? It's, uh, and you know, when we're in the stands, they're, they're drills all around the field. Right. And so you, you kind of go, which drill should I watch? It's, it's the big picture thing. You know, it's trying to pick out one thing in a menagerie of different drills. Menagerie? Yeah, as you know, it's Reader's Digest, Word Power. Yeah. Summer of 78, I believe it was. <laughs> yeah. It was July of 78. Yeah. You know, my Grandma Palmer always, Grandpa Palmer always had uh, Reader's Digest. I, I loved reading those. Back in the day, yeah, you know, it was it was what big. Happened to, what happened to Reader's Digest? I don't know. That was a good magazine. Yeah, that had a lot of good. It was stuff a good book. It. Yeah, it, well, it was a magazine. It was a short magazine. It was a monthly magazine. Yeah, it was a small. <laughs> yeah, it came small. It was, yeah, all right, it wasn't big, but the fact was it had a we lot. Used of, to get my dad used to get Reader's Digest. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. I think that was a big thing back in the '60s, '50s, that sort of thing. Yeah. They were very cool, and I really, you know, what I, I enjoyed. I, I first read about um, uh, the treasure of Oak Island. You know, Oak Island is supposed to be where they buried a treasure on there. You know, it's a. It became a cable show. Did but you chase it? No, I didn't. But you, there's a great history with that, you know, a great history with the whole Oak Island thing. And six people have actually died on that island. They say the, searching the, for gold. Yeah, the legend is seven have to kick the bucket before the 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 treasure gives the the island gives up the treasure. Really? Yeah. As and no one's discovered the treasure. No, there have been little coins. They've they found coins and medals from like the 1300s. You know what I mean? It's like ridiculous. Right. Way back. We have to go yeah. to break. Yeah, you Hulk Island, baby. 412-919-1316. If you want to get in on the conversation, he's Wolf Amtunch, and you are in the locker room. Target is opening opening uh, weekend for him, and so we've been thoughtful uh, about his process. He's a guy that's coming off of a surgery. Um, he's getting in helmet perspective on work every day. He's in, in uniform. We're just limiting some of the things that he does in an effort to make sure that we get that daily exposure to the process. And so uh, we're thoughtfully revving up his participation, and it's going to increase uh, as, as the days go by. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, what surgery did uh, Derek Watt? I don't remember. Yeah. You know, I did. I just remembered that, but I do know this. I saw him catch a ball yesterday and head out with it. 
the man, it's time for him to fly. He's yeah. looking good, baby. You know, I know that they're pointing for uh, New York Giants, New York football Giants. That yeah. would be uh, September 14th, I believe it is, and that they're going to cut him loose there. That's where they want to make yeah. sure he's 100%. Yeah, they will. He looked good. Yeah, and, and uh, the fullback, uh, the dig-out fullback, that – he is. That he is, yeah. that he will be. Look, there's no doubt about it. When you cut this guy loose on game day, his last name alone guarantees that he's going to be bringing the big bang with him. Yeah, and and uh, Mike Tomlin talked about that uh, he's given him more and more plays right. as, the, uh, as the training camp goes on. And Danny Smith, the special teams coordinator, special teams coach, he's the guy that looks at Derek Watts and says, uh, he's going to be all right. He's this guy knows what he's doing. All right. Yeah. He's he's no he's not unfamiliar with the schemes and machinations of special teams play. Wow, there was a little gurgulation there. Yeah. But you know, the point is they're saving him for the Giants game. Yeah. Uh and they they had live special teams practice yesterday. Yeah. That was uh, cool. Yeah. And uh and uh Mike Thomas said awesome means of evaluation. Uh you know the the you got to do that. Absolutely. And, you know, the funny part is I'm trying to remember we never had – I don't ever recall having live special teams. No. You know, it wouldn't, back in our day. So that was that was unusual watching it out there. And, and the very first kickoff, ah, who came down made a play? Dead gummit. Anyhow, a, a defender made a play. It was just a great job. Yeah. A great, great open field tackle. Yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. But uh, to to watch Ray Ray McLeod take it all, you know, back to the house, man, that was sweet. That was beautiful stuff. Nice job, Ray Ray. Yeah. So, having said that, well, you know, I wonder how much more we're going to see because scenario driven live action, yeah, is what this you know preseason is basically. You keep is. using scenario. scenario. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. No, a uh, scenario. Yeah. You say tomato, I say tomato. Yeah. Uh, all right. One of the things that that uh, my uh, Chuck Knoll was our special teams coach, right? And we didn't do anything except the day before the game on special teams, right? Yeah, and uh, we we you know we you think you'd already well towards the latter part of the eighties when when yeah yeah but when we expanded it yeah went, um, within practice and pads, yeah. but you know what? In the early on, it was like if you can't figure out how to hit. <laughs> Already, yeah. with all the hitting we did, uh, you know, be it on the special teams or what have you, uh, then th there's no reason you should be here. It was basically the attitude, you know, because we hit so much during the week that any more high-velocity hitting might have been an overload there. So he, he talked about leaning in on the process uh, on special teams. And uh, you got to make a name for yourself on special teams if you're a young guy. Absolutely. And uh, you got to make a name for yourself. Well, the thing that, in my mind, when he says leaning in, okay, I, that's part of that uh, the dog days of summer. This is about willing yourself. This is about finding that inner desire that excels the body's yeah. need for rest and recuperation. I mean, you, you can't give into it. You get, you can't sit there and say, ah, my, my, my hammies are a little tight or, you know what, my, I got a little bit of thigh bruise. I got this bruise, that bruise. You, you can't give into that. You know, yeah. you've got to make sure, especially if you're one of the bubble guys, one of the guys that, um, you know, one of the guys that needs to make plays every practice. Yeah. You know, Mike talked about the fact that especially 
in this year, this COVID year, without preseason games, right? You better be a practice player because the guys, the the guys that just are dial it up on game days, you're not going to have a chance to do that. Yeah, and so he, one of the comments he made, uh, we got to get these guys ready for a football game, and uh, and you want to do a full speed uh, special teams drill, you know? Yep. Because. And they did do it. And yeah. it was to me it was phenomenal because I was like you know what it it felt like it it felt like um when we were watching the first live tackling session that uh, Mike did when Kevin Colbert was standing next to us on the sidelines. Yeah. And at first we thought the guys were getting a little overzealous and there was a little bit of you know cuz you get a little angst and you get a little honked off and so yeah. you you hand out a little bit of uh you know frontier justice where it needs to be yeah a little vigilanteism there and and so after a couple of plays several in a row where guys were getting tackled hard to the ground right we turned to kevin and go uh hey kevin was this on the schedule yeah. i remember the look on kevin's face was uh the only conclusion i could draw on that was i don't think uh he was aware that that this was going to happen yeah yeah, and you know what he, he and you know what you remember yeah. Mike said after practice he goes no I didn't tell Kevin because I I was afraid I'd get talked out of it yeah yeah <laughs> so you know one of the things uh, uh, Mike Tomlin said is their preseason intensity regular season intensity right and playoff intensity yes uh, but you know one of the things that we were so hyped up in the preseason we were so focused we were so nervous uh we were so focused on making the team that uh i don't think the preseason intensity uh was a lot different from the regular season intensity there was no difference to us you know playoffs was it's a different matter in the sense of there's a heightened realization that it's one and done that yeah. this is for all the all the marbles. Um, for us, though, preseason and regular season, there was no difference. The only difference was that we didn't play as much in the preseason. Right. You know, when when the season came, rare was the time we ever got pulled for, you know, we could have a big lead. I only remember coming out, I think, Indianapolis when we were up, uh, I think we beat them like 45-3 to three or that something like that. opening game that yeah. uh, Malone, uh, Mark Malone threw for five touchdowns? Something like that, yeah. yeah. It was spectacular open, and, and I think that's the only time I remember getting, uh, you know, being able to exit early and, and being able to rest. Yeah. But um, the whole thing about it was the intensity factor was high, whether, again, it's the preseason, the fourth preseason game, the first preseason game, whether it was uh, the Hall of Fame game against the saints in 83 you know i mean that game we we were locked and loaded and and you know you had your game face on and ready to go just like you did in the regular season right right and um you know but i remember this and this again bob labriola was on this week and gave us the best example that you can give to people yeah and when he said game speed you know like uh practice speed preseason regular season the difference is like when you practice a fire drill you know that there's some it's it's gonna it could be dangerous at that point you know you get in line you walk out the door you do all the stuff in a fire drill but when it really happens when the pressure and the intensity is there and it's a five alarmer 
then you can't account for people's reactions. You don't know what's going to happen because things are flying around for real. Right. And that's a great way to explain the difference between practice speed and game speed. Yeah, and, and Mike talked about uh, uh, the volume will be turned up on Monday night. Uh, you know, Monday night is intense. Yes. Uh, Monday night, you, you're you playing all the NFL is watching. Absolutely. Yeah. And, it's uh, the big stage. Yeah, it's the big stage. And, uh, w- you know, we were very nervous. Scared. Yeah. You get scared because, you know, mom, you know, Hoopy back in uh, Orchard Park, New York, uh, she's watching while we're down in Dallas or whatever. You know, your mom and dad in San Francisco watching as we're down in Dallas and that. I mean, that's it's your high school classmates, your the, everybody, you know, your college teammates. Yeah. You know, all that sort of thing. There, it's suddenly it's a big, big stage, and you realize the you know there's that moment where you kind of get a little verklempt, where you're kind of like going, Phew, yeah. You know? Do you remember? Do you remember before we got introduced at Texas Stadium, right? Right. So I got like a six foot trail of toilet paper hooked yeah. to my 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 shoe, shoe. Right. All right. It's it's, just, it's it's like a streamer. So we're getting ready to go out Monday Night Football. We're standing in the archway, and there's. 60, 70, 80,000 people in Texas Stadium. It's Monday Night Football. And I, I'm like, you know, you got, and I'm about next to go up and you can step up and go, I can't let you go out there with that. <laughs> and here was this hunk of toilet paper sitting. It was caught on my, my on the tape on my shoe. Yeah. Oh, was that funny? That was funny. Uh, if you'd let me I go out there. On, oh. I stepped on it so you, you, you wouldn't drag it out there. It was too funny, though. If you'd let me run out there, I'd have never forgiven you for that. That would have been horrible. Horrible. I'd have been the only guy to run out there with a streamer on his shoe. <laughs> yeah. That, that's oh, true. Oh, my goodness. That's true. Uh, you know, um, with the, the inside backers. Yes. Uh, you know, there's four There's four of them. Right. Yeah. Robert Spillane, uh, Yuli. Right. Uh, and uh, Vince and Devin. Yes. Uh you know who else is there? You know, I I, I miss Tyler Medikevich. Yes, I do too. And Tyler was one of those core special teamers too. Yeah. Um, and we'll see him later on. And I believe he went to Buffalo, right? Yeah. Okay. So, by the way, I should me- send him a memo. Make sure he goes to the Anchor Bar and get some great wings. There, yeah. Man. You know, that's the mecca. That's where it all started there. Man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, we've only got four there. That's that's a little thin depth wise. At that inside linebacker, you know Marcus Allen being brought into the mix maybe as uh, somebody who can be a you know a dime linebacker, uh, nickel linebacker, that sort of thing. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. He's a he's a sturdy dude. He's six two two fifteen. You know um, he's he, he looks strong. Now if he's got the you know the uh, ability to make sure he's got the game brains for that spot versus the safety spot. Yeah. You know, uh, he could carve out a role for himself here, and it would be an important role. But Terrell Edmonds may already be that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you know, it's going to be interesting. Oh, it's going to be hugely it's interesting. It's going to be interesting. Marcus Allen or uh, Terrell Edwins, Edmonds? I got to believe, number one, that Devin Bush is the guy for all downs. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't see him coming out. Uh, I, I would imagine Vince is easily a first, second down guy. A third down might be certain down and distance when you get over four yards, st- stuff like that. 
Now you might be looking to a guy like uh, Yuli, a guy like Marcus, depending yeah. on you know what the the, the package of uh, uh, pass catchers that come out at you, that sort of thing. But that's all to be determined as we go down the road. There's going to be just a heavy emphasis on Devin and Vince taking the uh, taking the reps. You know, and and um, with Tom Bradley talking about Marcus Allen, right, and Mike Tomlin talking about Marcus Allen. Uh, you know, he's shown growth and maturity. Uh, he's bringing them out in, in, in a football way now. Uh, and, you know, that that's, you know, he's playing well. Uh, Which one are you talking about? Uh, uh, Marcus Allen. Oh, Marcus Allen, yeah. yes. No question about it. Uh, he's upgraded. Uh, he's starting to show real signs of understanding the, the, the position. Now, whether he can make the jump or not, here's the key. You got backs on backers to the boundaries. And, uh, you know, again, he got schooled by Benny Snell yesterday. Yeah. He's got to take that as a learning point. It's not like you and I didn't get our butts waxed right. early on as young guys and yeah. one-on-ones and so forth. You got to bounce back from that, and you got to get better. Now, he's got to make that determination in the next couple of weeks. You know, you got to show um, I'm better than I was at that backs on backers on to the boundaries. Yeah. Think about it. Leo Lewis, all right, he was an undrafted free agent. I think Mississippi State or one of those. Um, just last week, the last time they did the, the uh, backs on backers to the boundaries, he whiffed. He was 0 for 6. You know, you knew that that was a problem. All right? So they, they understood right away. They got issues. Uh, they've got to s- de- determine somebody else has got to play that spot because you cannot have a guy, you know, with that sort of capability and lack of bang at that position. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, it's 412-919-1316. If you want to get in on the conversation, he's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and we're taking your phone calls after the break. <laughs> Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. 
So, Michael, uh, Mike Tomlin was talking about uh, the racism and the social injustice. And, uh, uh, you know, they've got a platform and, uh, you know, it, it's uh, uh, it, it is so sad that uh, we have uh, seen things, uh, the, the shootings and the uh, killings and uh, it, it's uh, it just breaks my heart. It yeah. does. Yeah. And uh, you know I love what Mike said: thoughtful, appropriate, and classy. Yeah. And uh, I just thought that uh, you know that's what he's he, he preaches to his guys. Right. And um, excellent. So it, it's, it's and it, they had they do have a platform. They do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and you know Bruce Arians also put it. In another way too, and he just uh, he just says, you know, I, I appreciate what Bruce said in a way. He said it's not just the protesting; it's yeah. doing something. Yeah, you know, do something to make it better. You have a platform, you have an ability, right? You know, and Mike also talked about in that same clip, though you didn't hear it. He said, you know, we want to be involved in our community. We right. want to be involved in our law enforcement. Right, draw that in. Yeah, you know, and uh, I just thought that was it was well put by him. Yeah, and Scott Schubert, uh, the chief of police, uh, was uh, 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 walking in protest with uh, the protesters, and he took a knee. Uh, and Scott's a, a, a great guy, and uh, you know, love Scott. He is a great. He's yeah. a great guy. Yeah. Love him. All right. Um, so, all right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna go to the phones. Um, Roby from Raleigh, uh, Robbie from Raleigh. <laughs> Roby from Raleigh. I'm sorry, from- R- Robbie. Uh, Robbie, w- w- welcome to the locker room. You know, we'll get there eventually, brother. Hey, Roby, where you get Roby? Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, listen, guys, thank you thank you for taking my call, man, and, and thank you for the last comment you guys were just making because I'm actually a retired police officer, so my heart is kind of heavy. Oh, yes. Yeah, the stuff is going on, man. It just it just sickens me. Um, speaking of that, let me ask you guys. I have two questions for you. Let me ask you guys this: What? Why does it seem like that NBA players have more power than NFL players? Is it because of the guaranteed contracts? And 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 in saying that, why is it so hard for NFL players to get guaranteed contracts like the? Uh, NBA. I mean, the bar- yeah. the collective bargaining agreement. I know they go like ten years out. <laughs> like that's years. a great point. What? Well, well, I don't. I don't understand. How about Bobby Bonilla is still being paid by? Was it the Mets? I thank you. Even years down the road here, <laughs> you know, he's been out of the game for what twenty years or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't. I just don't understand what's the reasoning uh, behind that. Why? Why don't they ask for? Guaranteed, like baseball and well, you know what? There's no guaranteed contracts in the NFL. There hasn't right. been. Uh, um, you know, no, there's guaranteed you, monies you, now. Yeah, but well, they're in signing signing bonuses. That that's where the guaranteed money comes. Uh, oh. And uh, uh, no, there's no. You, Colin Kaepernick is still being paid. He had guaranteed money. Yeah. Well, you know, so I don't know all the. You know, th- those are things where, in my mind, um, you know, yeah, the NBA players, Major League Baseball, 
Uh, the, the Players Association, they got the guaranteed contracts. But you got to understand the injury rate amongst the NFL players is yeah, and, incredibly and there's, high. And there's uh, 53 guys on uh, uh, NFL right. rosters. And uh, there's yeah. how, how, many, uh, how many guys – Less than uh, 20, uh, right, on, on the uh, NBA? On, in the NBA, 18? Good point. Something Good like point. that, yeah. Think about yeah. that. Good point. Okay, all right, I appreciate it. Now, the, the next question I have is real short. Uh, it shocked me to find out that Troy Palomalo was a prankster. <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't know that until I was reading. Who, and you, when you guys played, who in your day that you played with that was uh, – was the biggest prankster. Mike Webster. Mike Webster. Really? Mike Webster and Tom Beasley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Beasley's buddy, uh, uh, Bailey, Chuck Bailey, uh, brought a rattlesnake uh, to practice in training camp. And, no uh, way. And, and no, really. And yeah, he was a snake wrangler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and when we, he took it out of the box and we were watching it, and then he put it in back in the box, and we went down to practice. So Lambert, you know, Lambert and Beasley kept pranking each other. And so uh, Bees, uh, you know, took the rattlesnake out. Well, Bailey took this rattlesnake yeah, out, put it in the bag, and he, uh, 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 Tom Beasley took the box. And he put the box in Lambert's uh, room, un- you know, opened up. And uh, when B, uh, when Lambert came into his room, he he started yelling, "Attempted well, murder!" Now remember, Lambert had been out <laughs> rehydrating. Getting, yeah. you know, as as Chuck used to say, make sure that you're getting proper rehydration. And, and so he went out and got a little bit of rehydration. And and so Jack kept yelling, "Attempted murder, peace! You're going to jail!" And Tom Beasley walked up in his underwear. And cowboy boots, and he said, and he had a hat on. Too. Yeah, he cowboy had a, a cowboy hat. And, and Jack, just put your cowboy boots on. They can't, they <laughs> they can't strike uh, above, above the, the knee. knee. Yes. Wow. So, wow. Now, now here's the whole thing. Chuck came along, and he was doing, you know, bed check, and uh, he went in the room. He couldn't find it, but it was kind of funny to see Chuck crawling around, like looking for this snake, snake. right? And Beasley was telling Jack, he's going, Jack, you know. Because they just had a uh, one of those info seminars where one of the players or one of the people from the NFL came in, and if you have an issue with drug or alcohol yeah. problems, you know, and, and Bees was telling Jack, you know, Jack, you know, that they, they you can go to one of those places, and you know, you and the coaches don't snakes. have to yeah, know. The coaches don't have to know. <laughs> and so there was a lot of jagging going on, but it was culminated later that night when. Mike Webster had taken this five-foot rubber snake that he had up at training camp. He would throw it on you while you were sleeping in the afternoon. Oh, man. Well, he went up and put it between the pillows of Lambert's bed. And sometime after bed check and everybody calmed down, lights are off, and you heard a scream come from up there, and that was Lambert found the rubber snake. (laughs) Wow. That's awesome, guys. That's awesome. Hey, hey, I I was always the one, because I didn't know Troy Palomar's Palomalo was a prankster like that until I started reading some stuff. Oh, yeah. About uh, I was a joker. So, But listen, I appreciate you guys, man. Thank you for answering that question earlier because I never did understand that uh, guaranteed money. And I guess you had to be, you had to use your, um, as Wolf would say, your mathalization. You like that word? Uh, Wolf? <laughs> you hey, look, are my a wife wordsmith, said, brother. I, yes. Hey, I said it the other day. My wife says, You've been listening to Wolf too much. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've dumbed yeah. down many a person. Yeah, you have to understand that now. 
Yeah. Hey, listen, I appreciate you guys, man. I love listening to you guys now since I retired. Oh, you're so uh, kind. Thank and, you. And, and, Thanks, and, Robbie. And I really do. We really do appreciate you. God bless you, Robbie. Thank yeah, you. Even so if you can't place. get your name right, yeah, you know. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> yeah I know it wrote. <laughs> you know, you know, it, it looked like it was so small. You know, the uh, the phone calls is, is small. Yeah. And so I I I, I thought that. it was Roby. I give him that. It's small on the screen yeah. there. So. Well, thanks, Robbie. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, I'm sorry I, I called you, you Roby. <laughs> please for, okay, please forgive me. All right. Take care, Dad. All right. All right God man. bless you, buddy. Yeah. Take care. All right. It's 412-919-1316. Let's go to John in Leechburg. John, welcome to the locker room. Good morning, guys. I missed hearing you. Uh, this is John from Leechburg, a.k.a. John the Baptist from Leechburg, or Mustang <laughs> John. I go to car cruises, and a lot of guys listen to me, so they'll know who it is. All uh, right. Miss y'all. I'm not going to go with the uh, – Political talk, uh, I'm just going to skip over that and tell you a funny story. Uh, it's not related to football, but it's about a boss we had. And in the old days, the phones were black. And so he was terrible. So our maintenance man took black grease and put on the phone. <laughs> and so when he answered the phone oh, no. in this glass building, he gets the black grease on his ear <laughs> and on his mouth and walks around for an hour before he noticed it and was so mad. He called a meeting and called us all in and wanted to know who did it. And of course, no one would fess up to it. And so that night overnight, um, the maintenance guys drilled a hole into the phone and screwed a grease fitting into it. <laughs> when he came back in, he went ballistic over the phone incident. So oh, I thought man. I'd bring some additional non-football humor, but uh, pranksters are everywhere. They're not just in football fields. So yeah. anyhow, Outstanding, um, John. Lord bless you guys. Yeah, uh, thank, thank you, brother. You. Thank you, John. Appreciate uh, it. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. About the, the protesters, I, I just believe that if we're going to do things, the Bible tells us to do it with truth yeah. always when we do anything and facts. And I suggest everybody look up the facts, you know, uh, thousands and thousands of people being killed everywhere in our, our cities. That We I, need I the Lord's healing be, upon yeah, our land, brother. We need to love and, like and Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's hurting the Lord deeply. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, let's pray for peace in our nation Amen. and yeah. understanding amongst we, us all. We pray, we pray for healing Absolutely, and uh, uh, peace. Uh, thank you. Thank you, John. John. Appreciate you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, sh shout out to our police officers. We're praying for them. We support amen. them. And we support honoring our flag and all we do and all we say. And we also support people that are being, you know, uh, having their rights taken away from them. So, yeah. absolutely. All the, above the African American brothers. You know, we got to pray for our African American brothers and sisters, and absolutely, and and we got to love like Jesus. There you go. That's that. That's the, yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, we got to love like Jesus. Thank you, John. All right, John. Thank right. you so much, brother. Right, Lord bless you guys. You Keep too. Stories going. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, one right. of my favorite favorite uh, Mike Webster tricks that he used to do was put a big sixteen ounce cup of water, 
and you put it in, in your shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. Now your shoulder pads were up above in your locker, yeah, on top of the locker. So it was probably seven feet high. You had to reach up and grab the shoulder pads. Now you'd grab the front of them and you'd pull it, and that cup would be pulled. It'd be right in the center of the shoulder pads, yeah. and you would dump a sixteen ounce cup of water on yourself. Yeah, which I thought was always hilariously yeah. funny when it happened to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Let's go to the phones, 412-919-1316. Let's go to CR in Chicago. CR, welcome to the locker room. What's going on, you two old folks? It's CR sitting next to Chicago. How the heck are you guys doing today, man? We're doing great, my friend. We're getting older and foggier. Yes. Come ahead, CR, because we only got a couple minutes here, brother. So let's get you in. Every time I get in, I only got a couple of minutes. I I know. It's a plot against you, CR. I'm I'm not going to stand for it anymore. We're not going to. We're not going (laughs) to rush you. We're not going to rush you, CR. Yeah, uh, 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 you are uh, an influence on so many people. Like Rob, the call in a few minutes ago. You got him saying things in his subconsciousness. Because of you, man. It's something wrong with you. But it's affecting all of us. <laughs> but we still love you. Uh, as far as um, the, 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 the tension that's going on, I mean, that's a long conversation. But what it is is that we need to talk about it as a society, and we don't want to talk about it as a society because it makes people uncomfortable. But it is an underlying thing in society. And like you say, you need to pray for, um, for African Americans. I, I, I use the term black. Yeah. But, and that, that is so true. But everybody that, that that's supposed to be a Christian is not a Christian. Right. If that was true, then we wouldn't be having the problems that we are having today in society. Two places where it's really cut down, one in the military. I spent 24 years in the military. And when you're out there on the front line and you got somebody beside you, you don't care who it is or what they look right. like as long as they're putting on the enemy with you. The same thing goes with you guys out there on, on the line. If, if the Absolutely. guard decides not to not to protect the, the quarterback and he gets killed, then the, you you lose the team. So you got a common goal, and that's what it is. We don't have a common goal. We have the have and the have not. And if I'm a have not, I have, and it doesn't bother me, then, hey, I'm not going to get involved in it. But we'll talk about this later. In the meantime, in between time, here we go, Steelers. Here we Thank go. You, Thank you, CR. I appreciate you it. You know, when, when you grow up in football – uh, you don't uh, see race. Uh, right. you know, you know John Stallworth and Donnie Shell and uh, uh, and uh, Dwayne uh, Woodruff and uh, uh, Larry Brown and Joe Green and Dwight White and Elsie Green. They were brothers. That's all. Yeah, they were brothers, and uh, we just uh, we we came together as uh, friends, and we came together as brothers. And the one thing I always remember, well, when I have an opportunity to speak with some, you know, football teams, like we spoke with Skippy's, yeah. uh, Keith Willis's uh, yeah. group up there. And, you know, th- what did Jesus say? Love God with all your heart and soul and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Well, when yeah. you're in that locker room, when you're in that huddle, when you're in that weight room, who's your neighbor? Yeah. It's, it's you your brother love right there. Yeah, you it's your love teammate, him. man. And, yeah. and, 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 and it uh, extends beyond that. And, so. and Jesus said uh, uh, in the Last Supper, uh, love one another as I have loved Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And by this, all men will know that you're my disciples, that you would love one another. And uh, he loved sacrificially and unconditionally. Right. And that's, and that's where what, we got to love. Absolutely. All right. 
CR, thanks. Appreciate it, man. Well, we're yeah, gonna hey, in the past, in the past, back in the fifties and the sixties, you know, we weren't allowed to even play on the same field. But now it's like seventy percent uh, involved in this. So it's a whole big thing. It's a deep discussion. Maybe we can take piece by piece at a time. In the meantime, you guys uh, take care. God bless. God bless. God bless brother. you too. Take care. All right, let's uh, let's land a great pizza. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room, and we'll be back after this. Exciting uh, uh, this early would be the fact of uh, Chase's availability. I mean, he's, he hasn't missed a, a, a snap. Um, he's willing, he's conditioned, he's physical, uh, he is intelligent. Um, so it gives him a chance to get uh, even more uh, action, more opportunities. And I think that, uh, uh, you know, that relationship is starting to, to grow. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, love the four tops. Yeah. I didn't realize there was a horse sound, though. Yeah. Did you hear that? It goes, like a ta-dump, ta-dump, ta-dump. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Love the four tops. Uh, reach out and I'll be there. Uh, that was Randy Feetner talking about Chase Claypool. And, um, you know, one of the things that Chase has established himself as a go-to receiver, and he's developed a great rep- uh, a great rapport with uh, Ben Roethlisberger, as Randy said, and he's intelligent, he runs good routes, he's a physical specimen, and I think this young man is going to have a great, great, great season. I'm excited by what I see from him. And I often use the term, you know, that he is top shelf Canadian bacon just because yeah. when I was growing up, Canadian bacon, not understanding it was just ham, was yeah. always like the primo bacon out there, right? Yeah. Well, the fact is I still give him that sort of uh, honorary title because this guy is really something special. Right. You see him play. I mean, he he can sizzle with his play. Ooh, I like that. He yeah. can sizzle with his play because of his speed, because of his size, yeah. you know? Again, I, I go back to the go routes where you, you just throw it up there. Let yeah. him see if he can out-wrestle the guy uh, hanging on to him because there's going to be guys hanging on to him and everything else, and I think you can get some uh, pass interference calls out of the fact that you know guys are overmatched, a six-foot corner with a six-four guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's tough. So, you know, one, one of the things that uh, uh, we're, we were talking about – uh, between uh, James Washington, Juju, uh, and uh, Chase Claypool, and Deontay uh, Johnson, 
we've got a lot of weapons. And so Eric Ebron and Vance Johnson, uh, uh, you know. There's more and more uh, occurring with the two tight ends. That has right. been interesting. Just watching them. Thunder pursuit. and lightning. Exactly so. Now, the fact that he's been out a little bit has also given Zach Gentry an opportunity to get a few more reps. Yeah, Zach Zach Gentry. is coming along, and uh, you know what? Um, I, I like what I see thus far. You know, he's got to – one of the things about the reach drill, just watching it happen, is you know how it is when you reach a guy. You can't get your head too far to the outside because right. it gives him the underneath. Right. You've got to be, you know, just inches off the center line. Because you've got to be able to react and feel. I, I, really I, think- I called Vance Johnson Vance McDonald. I asked, called Vance McDonald Vance Johnson. So, oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, I, I wanted didn't even correct. Hear it. Yeah, okay, good. I was, I didn't hear. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about my own thoughtifications. Yeah, the point is, you know, when you got um, when you got the uh, opportunity to capture the edge setter, you got to be more careful, and that's where. I think Zach gets himself a little bit. They're so, working so hard to hook yeah. that you get too far out, the guy can cut underneath. Yeah, well, and you have to have the guard. You know, when you're doing the outside zone, you're, you take a, a, a drop step and you go at a diagonal and you've got to uh, have the guard on your hip. And so you you, you well, drive the guy. Except the tight end we're talking about. Yeah. Now, the tight end, you pretty much know you got that guy. I mean, yeah. you know, unless the guy take a hard ram, a real hard ram. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, for, for Zach, if he just – one of the things I think would help him, you remember how we used to ragdoll drill, okay, and you'd lock onto a guy. We had a gi, and you'd, you know, you'd put this big, heavy gi jacket for judo on, and you'd lock onto it. But one of the things you do is you move like that. If you would close your eyes and trust yourself to feel what that guy is doing, your hands tell you faster than your eyes tell you what this guy is doing. You can tell by his bodily reactions. It used to be that way in grappling and tie-up and boxing yeah. and so forth. You can understand what a guy is go- about to do because you, you, you've done had so many reps and you have know what uh, that feeling is that that guy's about to pop on you uh, because of the reps you've taken. Yeah. You know, and, and I just think – they could help themselves in that area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what you know, one of the things that when you run the outside zone, you have to be. It's like a course line, you know. Right. You've got to be. Everyone's got to be on the same page. Right. You one can't take a lateral step. One got to take. Everyone's got to take a drop step. And then run to the sidelines. The problem is you get those tweeners. Yeah. You get the guy who's kind of stuck in between a gap. You know, and it just kind of it can lead to confusion about who's got who. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, that's the only time it really gets tied up. Well, you know, and you you uh, you take the drop step and you go at an angle and you feel, you know, you 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 put you pointed out a great point. You feel. You feel it. Yeah. yeah you, no you, doubt. I liked it better in our day when it was man on man blocking. Yeah. And the the great challenge was always, okay, who's gonna win? You know, yeah. I, I'm gonna roll you back or you're gonna stuff me or roll me back. You know, who is gonna win? That was always just one of the greatest feelings was when it, you could get a guy out of there, drive him back and right. throw him down, you know, and then gore him. Oh yeah. For the days of yore. 
you can't gore a guy I anymore. Know. You can't. You, you, you can't. You, you can hardly throw him down. Yeah, you can't throw him down. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, like, it's uh, a penalty. Yeah, it's yeah. like, uh, you, sorry, you're a little too rough. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, regardless, the, the NFL, it moves on. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, one of the things that uh, Terrell Edmonds had a – Knee brace on. He did. Yeah. Now I watched him run. He, you know, he was running good. He looked good. Yeah. You know, he he's a stud. You know that young man. I was I've been blessed to do. Yeah. Some shows with him. You know, up, up at the market district. And, yeah, he's um, a good guy. He's a great guy. Comes from a great family. Got a couple of brothers. You know, playing playing in the NFL. Yeah, and uh, another one with with him on the team, Trey, Trey. Edmonds. Um, we but, got two brothers. Yeah. That's two sets Trey of, Edwards yeah, and the Watts, and, uh, Watts and the, the Edmonds. Yeah, Derek Watson, um, TJ White. Yes. Uh, but the thing about Terrell, um, he's coming back. I'm excited about that. Get him going here. Uh, Marcus Allen's got an opportunity to jump up, make some plays, and make some hay. Well, Terrell has been, you know, sidelined with that. But another guy that I, I'm, I'm anxious to see more of, we got to hopefully we get to see him really start to come out and do some things, is Kevin Dotson. Right, Kevin Dotson was a serious player. When I watching his his uh, draft tape, college I mean, film. Yeah, I mean, think about it. this guy wasn't even at the. They didn't even invite him to the combine. How could you not? Well, they we didn't get invited to the combine. Well, I know, but I mean, that was you know that was that was a long time ago, and you could understand more mix up there in this modern day and age that you wouldn't invite a road grader like him, someone who so, plays so very physical. Yeah, like that. I mean, this guy. He's a squad physical. monster. Oh yes. You know, he's not afraid to put his, his nose in your nose. I mean, he's still head-centric. He's still able to put that forehead in there and in your chin and come after you and man, try to manhandle you. You know, and he's got uh, he's got a big old backside. You know, you got to have that, you know, the, the keister for run blocking. You know, that was always the the, the, the big thing about it. If you got that power pack that uh, enables you to take a man from A to B against his will, that's always the best thing. Yeah. Uh, and – did did you see the Al tweaked his knee yesterday? Yeah, he got caught up in a in a little bit of a scrum, and uh, he bounced back. Came back to practice. Yeah, um, you know he sat down for a moment. They kind of checked him out a little bit. Got up and walked it off, which uh, that was a relief. Yeah, uh, Al's been playing well. Yeah, you know he's, he's really been having a good camp. I'm right. excited to see uh, that he looks like he's been uh, he's worked on his feet. He's worked on his hands. So maybe he can regain that form and, yeah. and and has that opportunity right now to do a good job and be that Pro Bowl player we know him to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he he is, is his pipes are huge. His <laughs> arms. Well, you saw it in his face first. Yeah, you always can tell. Yeah, you know. I mean, you, when you get your you, when you're like, you know, your 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 face is wider right. than it has been. Yeah, yeah, you know. Okay, he's put some size on. But it's good size. Yeah. You know, as much as can be when you're 6'9". I mean, he's, I wonder, was he like 330, 340? Yeah. I mean, he's a big man. He looks like an NBA power forward. Right. Still does. Yeah, and, and you know, he punches well, and then he throw, he, he traps well, and he, does he, do he loves the trap. Now, sometimes he goes he goes too high. Yeah. You know, he gets and himself sometimes in trouble. And he goes, sometimes he goes uh, too narrow. Too he doesn't narrow. go deep enough. Well, he'll he'll. The problem is when you trap, when you get your hand above your head, and then your hand comes down to your hip, 
you're exposing your your chest too much. You've got to make it a shorter, more powerful yeah, movement. You got to make it powerful. Yeah, and that's where I think um, he can be. He can help himself in that area. But just watching him use his hands more, I think that's absolutely awesome. And yeah. I hope he increases uh, or keeps on doing what he's doing and gets better at it. Yeah, you know, I, I had a talk with him. I said, "Man, your hands are yeah. well." He goes, "Yeah, I'm I'm punching and trapping and." Uh, Good. Uh, I got it. I got it figured out. He now, said. Now, if he comes back and he uses that weight more to help, you know, double team drive those guys. Out. I hate that waddle step, though. Yeah, that's just. And I hate that flipper. <laughs> the flipper. You yeah. Can't, you can't double team with a flipper. You just can't flipper. I mean, I'm. Yeah. It just it, there, there's not the ability to transfer power with a flipper. You know what I mean? Back if, if, when you when you go. Step, step, you know, like turning over like you're running. You can move a guy. You know, when you when you do the step slide and flipper, the, the lack of power, I mean, you're just killing your power. I don't know. Yeah. But that's why they're so big, too. Yeah. You know so I mean? It's a different blocking style. We're going to take a break. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room, and we'll be back after this. Locker Room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So that was Ben talking about uh, he didn't he didn't stride into his uh, go route, but he, uh, he, he put it on the money. He put it on the money. He was pleasantly surprised. His yeah. arm is stronger maybe than it's been in a while. Yeah. You know, I think about it. He would go practice that whole developing, you know, full day, half day, day off. Well, you know what? He's been dealing with arm pain for a number of years. That's probably the practical application right. of how you, you know, you had to treat that. And the fact is he's, he's been pushing himself. Now, the only thing I hope is, you know, that you still have got to respect the recuperative processes. You know what I mean? Right. You don't want to overstrain. You got to walk that line. And I know he wants to, push it a little bit he wants to test it um he feels maybe 
that, uh, you know, it's it's also great for the rest of the guys and everything, you know, rallying the teams, the team around them, and, and good for that sort of thing. But you got to be careful not to overdo it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, I was uh, reading in the pool report, uh, one of the, the writers said he's got a great pump fake. Uh, but his pump fake is because of A.B. Because, uh, he you know, A.B. breaks his routes off um, – when he was with the Steelers, right, and uh, one thing that uh, Ben always did was he was going to put it where he thought it was going to be, but then he pulled it down, and uh, he had to, yeah, because AB would break off the rocks, yeah. and I think it was what thirty forty percent of the time. Yeah, I mean if I remember the 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 Bruce Bradkowski told us that it was thirty yeah. percent of okay. the time. Yeah, so the point is. Um, with Ben right now, I, I love where he's at. He just looks so good. Uh, the beard is absolutely fabulous. I mean, Fitz, Fitz beard, Ryan Fitzpatrick there. He can't, yeah. he can't hold a candle. That pelt that Ben's got on his face, that thing's looking nice and groomed and tight and everything. That's the way to go with beard, man. Right. Um, but uh, you know what? I, I'm excited to see him take the lead. Uh, his His skills in leading this team, are going to be one of the, I think one of the big stories coming up this year because they're going to need him to be out in front and right. um, exhibit those leadership skills on in all areas. Yeah. So, go ahead. You know when uh, when Benny Snell uh, juked uh, Marcus <laughs> Allen, uh, Mike Tomlin said it was Benny Snell football. Yeah. Yeah. Now we hear that a lot. You know. Um, you're always such a fan of it. Yeah. <laughs> when you talk about yourself in the third person, Benny yeah. Snell football. But, you know, the thing I'm excited about Benny is watching him. Uh, he's got, he looks stronger. Yeah. I mean, he and he looks over. faster. Yes, he looks faster. Uh, he had more shakeability. He had a little bit of the zig than the zag, that sort of thing going on. Yeah. Ran over uh, Marcus Allen, like I said, then, then juked him. And, um, that's that's feature back stuff. That's a three down back type of mentality. When you see that sort of action, when he's capable of doing that, um, I, you got to like what this young man has come into camp prepared to do and what he's exhibiting, because all the potential in the world does you no good if you ain't getting it done. Yeah. Did you see Vance uh, McDonald's catch in uh, uh, in seven shots? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember. Did you? No. Because you were doing the... Yeah, I yeah. was doing the TV. Trying to remember. It was at before or after I fell asleep. I don't know. Doggone it It was so hot in the stands. He, he also made a nice catch versus uh, J. Ron Elliott during the uh, seven-on-seven mm -hmm. drill. Yeah. But with J. Ron, J. Ron's got some ability. You know, this guy's he's, he's, he's no, uh, uh, you know, he's not unfamiliar with NFL action. I mean, yeah. J. Ron was here last year, five games. Um, I, I, I found it interesting that you picked him up. You think, if anything, you'd pick up somebody from the inside, maybe. Yeah. But they want another guy on the outside there, uh, you know, because they released Leo Lewis. Um, so we'll see, you know, where he goes from here. Yeah. But Tuzar Skipper, uh, Ola, those three, uh, you know, those three guys there, uh, they gotta, they're going to have to get going because Alex, Alex Highsmith, Highsmith is doing yeah. well. Yeah. And and you know one 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 of the things is uh, we have uh, between Tuzar and Ola and Alex we have 
pass rushers on the outside. Absolutely. Yeah. These and, guys can bring it. Now, right. Alex, Alex is a guy, I, like I talked about last week, um, I think right now he's at a stage where he's just getting – he's learning, he's trying to apply some things learned, but he, he's just got a natural feel for pass rushing. He's right. one of those guys that naturally gets it. Yeah. You know, he can get off the box when he gets separation, when he uh, you know closes on the quarterback. Uh, the guy accelerates. I think I'm excited when I see some of the things he's capable of doing. When uh, we'll see more, you know. Yeah. And again, you got to see it when it really happens, and that's the problem. It always comes back to there's no preseason games. How do you evaluate these guys other than the scenarios? Is that how you say it? Scenario. Yeah, scenario. I like scenario. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, but uh, you know, with with just judging them in practice scenarios where the RPMs and the all the stuff going on is not the same as full go in a game. It's it's difficult. It's got to be huge trying to, you know, evaluate these guys with that. So Pounce uh, skipped a few in last year, you know. Uh, and right. We talked about it. Yeah, yeah. And But uh, yesterday he went, uh, he went high. And uh, uh, Ben... Climbed the ladder and got it. Yes, no question about it. But he pulled it in. Uh, I got no no problems there. I ain't yeah. worried about it. Marquise is, you know, he's Hall of Fame caliber. Yeah, he's uh, gonna have another great year. You got yourself Matt Filer. I won't, we, you know, you got a little more settling in time. You know who's really I thought is, is quietly having a good camp is uh, Stefan was. Yeah, he's playing center. He's doing a good yeah. job. Yeah, you watch him out there. He's very experienced. You know, he passes games off well. He run blocks well. He doesn't get high. He stays low. He's got yeah. power and strength. And you know, I hope they don't overlook him. Right. You know, I mean, they're not going to overlook him, but they know what they got when they signed him. But he, in my mind, has been doing a good job out there. And yeah. uh, I hope he continues and performs well. Yeah, and and they're moving Jalen uh, 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 Samuels around. This is interesting to yeah. me now because you're, you're trying to find a niche for guys, right? Yeah. So you got James. James is, is he's the big guy. He's, he's the, the lead three, dog. Yeah, lead dog. He's the three down back. All right, you got yourself Benny Snell, who's another feature type performer. All right, now Jalen, where does he fit? Well, we've seen him rush for a buku bunch of yards when he actually was the featured back. We know that his pass catching skills and route running skills have right. been part of the things that they've they've yeah. really wanted him for. Now they use him in a couple back situation where they move him into the slot. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, I mean, th- this is interesting to see. It, can he carve a niche out for himself? In that area, yeah, and and you know he runs great routes, and they've moving him uh, slot split running back, and did they move him out split? Yeah, because I know that he was in the slot, but I didn't know if he was split out, uh, in that is like that. So that's to me okay. Now you're talking about understanding the the concepts of the passing game, because it, it all depends on where they put you. You got to know the route. You know what I mean? And that to me. That would be difficult trying to remember every confounded route <laughs> based on where you are. Yeah, you, know, you got a route tree that you got to run, and then based on where you are in that offense, you run, you you run. It's not like you say, "All right, you run down to the Pontiac and break right," you know, and you just cut across the middle after about five yards. You've got to know these things, and when you go out and and assume a split position, or 
uh, slot position. You've got to have that understanding of the, of the passing game. I don't know. Right. We play touch football on the street. Right. And uh, go be behind the Buick. Yep. There and you I'll go. throw it there. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. But Jalen Samuels is a guy that's interesting because, you know, seeing how he uh, had developed, um, you know, he, he's he's had excellent pass catching skills, his route running and all that stuff. And, you know, you look at it and you go, well, you got McFarland now. Uh, he's not bad catching the ball either. Th- that's another another room that's kind of getting loaded up here. And yeah. it's going to be hard for certain people to break in. So we'll see. You know, Jalen Samuels continues to quietly have a pretty good camp. Yeah. And, and you know, Ben was talking about uh, the pleasant sh- surprise is his arm strength. No sharp pains or dull pains in my elbow. You know, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Uh, so the the surgery was great. And did you watch that uh, that video? No. Oh, that's too bad that you you got to watch that. That that's interesting. You know, it's uh, bigger than Ben. The video uh, that's on uh, YouTube and talking about behind the scenes his elbow injury, then uh, you know the the recuperation, uh, the surgery and recuperation process and all that. It's interesting. Um, very interesting because you don't often get an insight into Ben or any star of that magnitude, his personal life as he, you know, faces, really he was facing a possible career ending surgery. I mean, that was a possibility that it could happen. Yeah. And, uh, it hasn't, thank God, but, uh, you know, it's, it does make for some interesting kind of, you know, video. So, so Rainy Feener said, uh, I haven't, I haven't seen no, uh, hesitation. Uh, and uh, no. he is—he's uh, chucking the rock all yeah, over the place. He has not shied away from the no. deep throw. And the thing about it is, you know, and we all—we all recognize this. You know, as he goes, so goes the Steelers. Um, all roads do lead to Ben. Um, and so for every every sign that says he's taking a step forward, which to me. The fact that he he doesn't need many days off, right. that he's able to yeah. throw three days in a row, you know, four days or what have you, um, that says to me that's a great comforting knowledge because that arm is getting stronger, more durable. And uh, the fact that he says, I didn't even step into it, and I threw one down the sidelines, hit a guy in stride when I thought I'd be short. Right. Okay. Hey, that's a good surprise to right. have, you yeah. know. That's, that's a wonderful surprise. It's not like – yeah, I threw it. Uh, I didn't step into it. Boy, it was like 10 yards short. It was embarrassing. No. You know, he's still got his arm strength, and he says it could be stronger than ever or, right. or at least, you know, than yeah. stronger than what has been in uh, the last few years. Right, right. And you know what? Uh, uh, he doesn't want any time off because he had a whole year off. <laughs> well, here's the thing about it, and this is what I love. You know, um, Ben said uh, something about, you know, he was nervous yeah. going on in the field and that, uh, you know, there's just reporters in the stands that he felt a little, you know, like uh, jellified in the legs. Yeah, jelly legs. Yeah. Le- legs, jelly legs in two minutes. A little jellified row. in the legs. And, you know, I, I was talking with Missy Matthews yesterday on the set doing the post wrap-up. And I, I said, you know, I can understand that because the year I blew out my ACL and I was gone for seven weeks, um, you know what, I uh, I remember coming back in my first practice the the scariest hit I took on my knee was the first hit I took on my knee. Right. You know, back in practice, and you're worried, you know, is, is it going to hold up? Right. You know, and 
fortunately it did hold up and for ben it's also about just getting your sea legs there's a sea legs is a term for a reason right you know no matter how much you've been a sailor and how long you've been at sea when if you're landlocked for a year you know getting your sea legs i would imagine has got to be rough because you got to go through the whole process of uh getting used to that you know when you have surgery and you come back into camp you're always uh, thinking about: Is it better? Is right. it is it stable? Is it is it going to hold up? Right, right. And uh, but when we played, you didn't have time to think that way <laughs> because you you were full you you were going full speed. And uh, no question about it, you found out real quick whether or not it was right. going to hold up. Yeah, you know. But he's the thing I liked about Ben was that I told the boys, you know. Uh, TJ, I told, you know, Bud, yeah, give me a little bit of bang. You know, you go by, yeah. you know, and I'll see how long that'll go. Yeah. <laughs> you touch me again, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm, take a shot at me. I'm going to throw that ball right right between your eyeballs. Yeah. You know? So uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, and uh, uh, 412-919-1316. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. And you are in the locker room. We'll be back after this. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Well, we're back, and uh, you have an interesting piece of information. You know, yeah, Tim Benz wrote in uh, the trip, and it's, it's under a, a, a column called, Are You Clowning Me? I thought it was interesting. But anyhow, um, there's a, uh, been a uh, you know, somebody's kicking a rumor around that uh, Jadavian Clowney has maybe been in the sights of the Steelers and the Ravens. Right. You know, but he's turned down multiple offers over $15 per season. Uh, But they say that, uh, you know, the Steelers could be a landing spot. I I don't see that. Yeah. Um, You know, look at Jadavion Clowney. He's only 27. Obviously a a tremendous talent. Yeah. But that would be his third team. I mean, you're talking. He started with Houston, yeah, and then Seattle, he went to right? Seattle, and uh, I think that's at least this would be his at least third team, if not more. Right. I don't know where yeah. else he's been. So to me, to be that young and to be on your third team, uh, always kind of says uh, you're wearing out your welcome. There's something, there's something there that uh, maybe is a problematic. And really, coming off of last year, I, I'm excited about what Bud Dupree brings. Right, you know, Bud is really when you first of all you watch him against the run. He is really strong against yeah. the run, and you know he's increased his pass skills, uh, pass rushing skills each and every year. So yeah. I, I look at that and I go, I, I wouldn't want to take the chance. And he's quick. Oh yes, he's, he's very quick. Cord. You know what I mean? Uh, he gets his hands up, and he he's got. 
Bud is so strong. You watch him along the backside when he works the sled net. He yeah. makes that sled hop. Right, right. You know, right. I mean, he's got that power. He's explosive. Very. He's quick, uh, and uh, he gets his hands in there uh, very fast. Absolutely. Yeah. And whether he's at the point of attack or he's setting the edge or he's coming down from the backside, yeah, maintaining his run gap, he does so and does it in a nice way. He last year he just totally put together his pass rushing together where he wasn't the helmet magnet on every play, right. just running into a guy and getting stuck there. I mean, he could take it up the field. He ran a tight arc. Uh, he started to get the hand traps, the the crossover chop inside move. Right. That became something. So, you know, I, I myself, I just can't see that you would bring on Jadavian Clowney because to bring him on, you'd have to right. get rid of Butt. Yeah. Well, so, I, I don't think that's going to happen. No, but – we got to talk about something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact is, it was out there, and it's just something that they've talked about. And, of course, the Steelers only have roughly some, something like $4 million in cap space, uh, according to this article. But, um, you know, I right now, the, the two of them, Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt, uh, along with Cam Hayward and Stephon it, man, that's a nice front end to get after it. Right, and, and uh, Bud Dupree has more sacks than Jadavian Clowney. You know, uh, you know, Clowney had four sacks last year. I don't even know. Yeah. I think he had some injury issues. Yeah, and maybe that's part of the problem. Right. I don't know. Uh, like I said, that for one so gifted, you would think that there'd be more people out there raising their hands saying, "Yeah, come here." Yeah. Uh, for one so gifted, you would think that um, you wouldn't be moving on to your third team in roughly five, six years. Right. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, we got uh, Circus George. Uh, George, welcome to the locker room. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. So you you made me chuckle with the uh, with the locker room pranks. Oh, that's so much and fun! If you think it's any different in the circus, then you would be very wrong. I was going to say, what are they doing in the circus, George? Huh? Oh, jeez. Well. First of all, you, you look out for the snobs. I had this uh, summer that I worked in Montreal back in 95, the whole summer at this uh, one theme park. And there was a very snobbish uh, French-Canadian act that was there. And uh, I didn't realize at the time, but they were stealing my Puffs Plus Kleenexes to clean off their makeup because they had all this fancy makeup <laughs> which I didn't wear. I had really bad allergies, so I, you know, I exploited them off the really good uh, uh, Kleenexes and... Uh, uh-huh. I come in from my act because I open the show. I come in and he's reaching into my box to take the last one. Oh, I've, I've been wondering what happened. To... And he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, Bertini. I'm sorry. We'll uh, I'll buy you a new box." So and I said, well, they're, "They're the whole time." I said, "Don't worry about it." So a week goes by, two weeks go by. Meanwhile, he bought himself a roll of paper towels, and I've still got no puffs. All right. You know, all right, fine. I'll wait till his day is off. Cause everyone got a day off. For <laughs> I took his paper towels and I rolled off about 10 feet and then dabbed it with white glue and rolled it back up and put it back on his desk. <laughs> that, is so Mike was, uh, <laughs> that is so Mike Webster. That is so Webby. I, uh, I uh, didn't get to see it. I only saw the aftermath with the clowns. <laughs> we're also in on this crap with me. I said, George, you should have seen this guy. He was trying to take a sheet off. It's coming off in two-inch squares in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. The whole world of paper towels up. Uh, there was a guy, that poor 
guy that did a horseback riding act and they filled his uh, boots with shaving cream. So when he put the boots That's on, another Mike Webster. <laughs> right. Yeah. Shaving yeah, cream in your shoes. My, my favorite one, the, uh, the clowns had a quick change in their act. Right. And I took the guy's clean costume that he had for the quick change and I tied a knot in the arm <laughs> in the inside. Turned the, the, the sleeve inside up. Tied a knot in it. <laughs> the last thing I took a needle and thread and sewed it. <laughs> it was the last day of the run, so he couldn't even get back to me. It was the Mike Webster one time got Tyrone McGriff's jockstrap and put atomic bomb in it. Right. <laughs> oh, and, oh, was he Tyrone, Tyrone goes, oh, man. He said, Raleigh, hot. Raleigh, Raleigh, so he says, I got a problem. I got to the bathroom. And Raleigh's going, oh, I'm sorry. We don't have any time. <laughs> Tyrone, Tyrone's sorry. Oh, Raleigh, it's burning. <laughs> it was too funny. Oh, my goodness. And Webby oh, was just guys, sitting there laughing. You guys, take my, What's that? You know, take my uh, mind off the pain of my last operation on my chest. Oh, yesterday. yeah. You poor guy. You had a rough. You, yeah, you've been uh, quarantining very I'm poorly. About, I'm, I'm over it. I'm so over being opened up for whatever reason. I'm, yeah. Like, you know what, just leave me alone already. I hear you, brother. Anyways, uh, I appreciate you guys lifting my spirits up with a good uh, a good story, and I hope that I did the same for you, because like I said, I, I'm in tears thinking about it now. <laughs> it's still funny. I can see the guy ripping the paper up to get to it, and that, he couldn't get to it. That's uh, beautiful. I was making sure that I got it nice and deep in there. So. <laughs> Anyways, Thank you, brother. Appreciate You're you, welcome. man. Take Bye-bye. care. God bless. Yeah, God bless you, brother. Oh my goodness, Webby was was yeah. absolutely phenomenal in his yeah. uh, pranks, right? You know, how about when Walt Evans when he when he jacked up his car, right? So that the the tires were like a half an inch off the ground, yeah. And Walt got in the car and started the car and couldn't back out. And he can't figure out what in the world because there's a block under the axle, yeah. and he couldn't couldn't back out. And there he looks and he gets under there and he sees that the tires are half an inch off the ground. It was too funny, yeah. Oh and, my goodness! And he couldn't drive. Absolutely. And so. and and he wasn't. Uh, and, and he put a, a banana in someone's uh, uh, exhaust pipe. Oh, did he do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that one. I remember uh, Beasley. He no. Did Webby take the the distributor cap off of Beasley's? His car, yeah, because he barely made it through the tunnels. Right. Don't you remember? He was like, I think it was, was Ted. Was it Ted? Yeah. Okay. Peterson. Maybe it was Ted. Uh, it was really well. It was funny then because Ted didn't stall out in the tunnels. Yeah. But it would have been bad if he'd stalled. That could have been a real backfiring. Right. That that would have been bad. But Webby was, uh, of course, our our uh, dirty prankster. He uh, he put shaving cream in the boots of Steve Corson. That yeah. was a that was a pretty sweet move. Right. <laughs> and and you know he'd hide your clothes. Oh. Yeah, he'd hide your clothes. And yeah. You couldn't find them. Yeah, I think one time he threw somebody's underwear outside when like it was like ten degrees out right. and it froze. <laughs> that's. Did you ever have that, Jacob? Huh? <laughs> nope. That's definitely not so. Yeah. So anyhow, back to the original question with Jadavian Clowney and that. I think the guy's a, a marvelous talent. I don't know why nobody signed him yet, but it does lead me to believe because there's it's, issues. It, it, well, I don't think it's issues, but I think it's the price tag. Price tag, yes. He's turned down $15 million contracts. Yeah. Now, that's 
in line with what Bud makes. Right. But uh, again, you know, it's still a guy. To me, when a guy moves around on his third team and it's only like six years or something like that, it really says to me that there's a wearing out process. Right. And uh, so I wonder if that's the case or not, you know. Um, so as we move along, I, I don't know, but I do know this. That uh, the front four that the Steelers have right now, I think they're just yeah, going to they, be terrific. Yeah, they're, they're, Stephon Tewitt has been looking good. Yeah, has he not? Yeah, you know, just watching him, and I, I know that he's got a great amount of joy. You watch him practice; he's right. glad to be back. I don't know who's who's happier, Ben or Stephon. Yeah, you know, the two of them together, they are both glad to be back. Yeah, and so one one of the questions yesterday uh, was. Um, who was quieter their rookie year, T.J. Watt or oh, David yeah. DeCastro? Yeah, and I say DeCastro. I, I said that DeCastro, too, yeah. because we, we talked about when we asked him to come on our show, and he says, wait till I do something. Yeah. Yeah. Can we wait until I do something? Yeah. And, and, uh, Which missed, I thought was a very nice, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, a, a good response by him. Yeah, so Missy Matthews uh, thought David DeCastro, too. And Mike Pursuta thought T.J. Watt. Right. And uh, you know, I was uh, I was calling out Mike Pursuta. I was going, Mike, you're wrong. It, it was it was David DeCastro. Yeah, there was no question because then I did the uh, the hit there, and I said I had to go with DeCastro because DeCastro was very quiet. He's right. a, he's a humble man. Yeah, it's shy. Um, yeah, I, I I just think that he's got a good sense of humility about him and yeah. a good appreciation that when you're the young guy. You kind of keep it zipped. You go in. You right. do your business. You work hard. That's an old school attitude. Right. That's the way it was. You were a bottom feeder until you started uh, getting into your third year, basically. Right. Second year, a little bit, you know, off the mat. Uh, you, you know, but that third year, that's you know, you started to make your bones. And by the time you were vested, what was it? Fourth year? Yeah. You got, you, you got vested. You had to make it in your fourth year. Yeah. Well. Three years and eight games. Was it, was that what it was? Yeah, that, that that's when you were vested. Okay. Uh, so you look at that, and uh, I I just thought David always had an appreciation for um, that aspect of the game that's kind of gone by the by. Yeah. I mean, seriously, you listen to some of these rookies talk; they uh, they act and talk like uh, they you know they're they're uh, veterans of many years, right? You know, and uh, there was always a real respect that we had as young guys for yeah. the older vets. Right. You know? They told you to zip it or told you to, you know. We, we didn't say anything. No, you didn't say nothing. Yeah. You know. What? No. Okay. No calls. Okay. I thought you were signaling. I, okay, it's still training camp for us, you know. So, yeah. Um, you know, getting on back to that, though, that's an aspect in, in the game to me. You know, I wish it would come back. Right. You know, I wish that there would be more of that. Um I'm, I I I wish there would be more hitting. <laughs> yeah, that would be helpful. They're more intense. Do you think that maybe the lack of hitting is something that also creates that sort of um, I don't know. Uh, you you don't earn your spurs like you did in the old days, right? You know what I mean. Maybe in the games, maybe that's in the games you do, you know, so to speak. But um, at least at, at this stage. You know, it seems like you can come along and you don't pass those manhood tests that you did when in our day. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and every day was a challenge to your manhood. Oh, it was. Every day. You got called out on the... Right. 
you know, to prove yourself all the yeah. time. Er, er, every, I guess that's what Oklahoma, the one-on-one pass rushing, you know, the Highlander attitude, there can only be one. That's what it was all about. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, you know, every day your manhood was challenged. And, and the, you know, one thing that you had to be tough to play in our day. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you know. Well, you, you had to because you had no choice. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, that was – everybody was going to test you. Yeah. And that's just the way it was. Yeah, so. and especially when we were rooks, uh, there were uh, the four-time Super Bowl champion Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. all, all those Hall of Famers, Joe Green, uh, you know, uh, John Stallworth, Donnie Schell, uh, Mel Blunt – uh, Jack Ham, Jack Lambert, right? And, you know, it's an all-star lineup. Yeah, and and even hardest the second, part, you know, hardest part was trying to figure out how hard do I go against them. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because the fact is, you wanted them to respect you. You wanted them to understand you're here to make the team, but at the same time, you have to show them respect, right, for who they are. You don't just come off and blast Joe Green in the chops and like think nothing's going to happen because right. of it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, or Lambert or, or Dwight White or you know, Steve Furness or whoever. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was – that was on, on that side of the ball especially, you had a lot of tough dudes. Right, right. You know, they, they were all tough. Uh, Chili Bowl, Robin Cole, Dirt Winston, uh, Joe Green, Dwight right, White, right. Uh, Elsie Greenwood. Like I said, it was Steve like Furness, murderer's row over Gary there. Dunn, uh, Jack Ham. Somebody asked me, he said, what was it like – you know, practices and those guys. I go, well, if you got any angst, it's it's really simple. You know, you just go on, pick your poison, and go on and get yourself some. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of willing participants and combatants on the other side of the ball. Yeah, and uh, every day was uh, a battle. Yes, every day was a battle, and you know, games were easy compared to practice. No question about it. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to close out the show. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. The Locker Room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So we're back. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch and you're in the Locker Room. Uh, You know, when Cam Kennedy got hurt, they brought in Liam McCullough. Uh, He was a long snapper. And uh, Corliss Wademan, the the backup punter, uh, was the holder yesterday. And... uh, Ray Ray McLeod made his share of catches, and you know it, it was uh, a very interesting practice yesterday. Yes, it was indeed, and uh, I did avoid the chocolate chip cookies because there was no chocolate chip cookies. But there were brownies. There were brownies. I took them home for the kids. Yeah. Huh? How I about g- that? I gave you the brownies. Steel my Resolve. Brownies. Yes, yeah. but I had my own too. I took those to the kids as well. And I just pat myself on the back if I could reach there. Did you? All right, did I you, didn't need any. Did you weigh in today? No, why? I go. It's weigh in no, Wednesday. It's not right. weigh in Friday. Yeah. Get Zooks, man. Uh, yeah. Right. I, I, I was just asking. 
Well, I'm not going to weigh in every day. Yeah, why That's not? That's discouraging. Why not? Why? Yeah. Why, why do I need to? All right. All I got to do is get by, get under three bills on yeah. Wednesday. All right, let's go to the phones. Ed in Phoenix. Ed, uh, welcome to the locker room, brother. How you doing? Thanks, guys. How are you guys today? Doing Good. fabulous. How you doing, bro? I'm super nervous about this call, but I got. I wanted to say first, you guys sound like a Friday today. You sound relaxed and comfy, and like you've got the Bermuda shorts on and you're ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And we're and we're practice tonight, so yeah, we're, it's going, a night we're going. One. Yeah. yeah. So I'm nervous. I promised myself I would finally call something Steelers related today, but. When CR said that we need to talk about it, you know, that's enough for me. Um, so I wanted to piggyback a little bit on what CR was talking about, is what, how amazing it was when he said that, you know, teams and military and, you know, a singular focus, singular goal, and how we don't have that as a country. And so, and don't worry, guys, you don't have to take your shoes off. I got the math already done for you, the mathification. And, uh, <laughs> There's 535 members of our legislature. So that's 10 times the size of a football team. How many guys would you say on a break, on a normal year, on an average year, how many leaders, leaders of men like Joe Green do you need in a locker room just to have a competitive team? You know, uh, the, the fact that Joe Green was a great leader and he had a tremendous effect on us. Uh, and when Joe Green spoke, everybody it was listened. Like he, an EF Hutton commercial. Yeah, it's like EF yeah. Hutton. Uh, uh, so uh, you know the um, uh, there's the leadership on football teams, and Mike Tomlin is a great leader. Yeah. Uh, Mike yeah. Tomlin is a great, great leader. Chuck Noll was a great leader. Bill Carr was a great leader. Uh, but uh, you know, I really appreciate Mike Tomlin for who he is. And, uh, you know, I would have loved to play for Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, no doubt uh, about it. You know, the, it, and so, uh, but you need one big lead dog. If you, right. If, if that's the answer you're looking for. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you know, there's Webby's and Colts and right. You know, right. What would you say? Like four or five on an average team or maybe that. Well, here's, here's the deal. Normally you've got multipliers, you got dividers, yeah. you got adders, uh, you have subtractors. subtractors. You minimize the dividers and the subtractors. You maximize the multipliers and the adders. Yeah. And uh, some guys were, you know, there, there are big adders and there's smaller adders. Yeah. And you talk about Joe Green. Joe Green was, was a multiplier. The guy. Yeah, he was the big guy. He was the big multiplier. And Webby was a multiplier. He was a multiplier, but maybe not quite the same magnitude as Joe because of the yeah. position. Right. But still, and, and like in my mind, I go, I always talk about Mike Webster as the greatest of the great Steelers. Right. I just, in my mind, I had such admiration for him. You know, so, but you're right. There's, there's multipliers of, of, you know, a number of them. Yeah. You know, the, there, there was on, uh, the Steelers, our rookie year, there were a lot of, uh, leaders. Joe Green was a leader. Uh, Jack Lambert was a leader. Jack Ham was a leader. Donnie Shell, Mel Blunt. Donnie they, Shell, you know? Mel Blunt. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you but know, everybody spoke of Joe. Yeah. You know I mean, Joe was the guy. Yeah, I, there's Joe. no doubt in my mind. Yeah, Joe. Joe is great. Yeah, Joe is great. So, wh where's that go so, now? Yeah. So, uh, to the analogy again with 
like CR was saying about a shared uh, purpose, you know, if you think of our Congress like a team, you know, 535 people, say a football team needs maybe two or three leaders, that means we need 20 to 30 of those types of people in our Congress. Right, and but the, here's the problem. The problem is it's a different animal than a football team. Right. And, you know, the, you're well, talking about – I know what you I know what you're saying and I know where you want to try to go with it but the fact is because of the size and the fact that people are voted and there's all the machinations behind the scenes right. it I, I appreciate you know what you're trying to say but it doesn't work right. in that analogy. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know what well, I mean? Yeah. And that's what I'm getting at is in my opinion we've now raised two generations of young adults between the uh, millennials and generation what were they called Z um, that have never seen their Congress in their lifetime work together as a team. Mm. Okay, so it, I don't care if you're green, purple, yellow, or, or burgundy. It doesn't matter. All kids see that. They soak that up. We have two generations now of young adults that, have, that feel like their team is the Cleveland Browns. And what I wanted to add to what CR was saying is, and what you guys are saying is not only do we want to play – pray for police and of course we all pray for washington and, and to find leaders in that but we need to be praying for these generations of adults who are trying to tell us something and we're not hearing yeah and it doesn't matter what race they are it's across the board they're trying to to tell us about these frustrations yeah and, and unfortunately and, coming out the way it is right yeah and uh you know we, we we've seen the racism and the social injustice and it breaks our hearts. And, uh, uh, you know, we, we just uh, need to pray for our country. We need to pray, uh, and, and we need to love like Jesus, because that's the only way. That's the only answer to that's it. That's the only answer yeah. to it. So thanks, Ed. We've got to roll on here, brother. Yeah, great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Bye. you so much. God bless you, buddy. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, as uh, as we wrap up this, we got practice tonight, yeah, and uh, making sure that uh, uh, you know as you, as they move forward tonight, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. I got a feeling this is going to be this is going to be a big one, right? This is we've now moved into the dog days of summer, right? Uh, we've moved closer now to how? Well, let's see, we got uh, today's what the twenty eighth, twenty eighth, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's my Megan's. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Uh, so we've we've you know we're we're close to now. We're what sixteen days out or seventeen days out. Yeah. So you're only going to be able to see a number uh, hitting for another what ten days at the most. Well, I, mean, I don't know. You know, you get into that week. Let's face it, game week. All right, between the fourteenth and you know the run up to it. So you're about seven days. Yeah. You're you're, you're only going to be in pads. You know, like and and going at a normal practice pace. Yeah, I mean it's between this. You know, roughly the seventh, sixth uh, of September, and now where you're going to have some live hitting that you got to show what you can do. Right, right. You know, things. The train is leaving the station, man. Yeah, but you know, one of the things. When are the the cutdowns going to happen? I don't know that for yeah. a fact yet. Yeah. But again, going to the first week of September, right. and now that's all there is. You're not going to be hitting with live uh, kickoff scenarios, scenarios, yeah. whatever you call it, 
uh, in in game week preparation for the Giants somewhere between the seventh and fourteenth. Yeah. All right. So you've got to get whatever you got to get. You got to get now in the, in the next uh, eight nine days. Yeah. I and, can't do math. Yeah. Yeah. And one one of the things is, uh, you know, my question is, how how is Joe Judge doing? You know, in in you know in I his, don't think as uh, well probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and he doesn't and, have his full grasp on his guys, right? You know, and uh, you know we're 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 going uh, to New York uh, to play the Giants and with a new coach, right? And uh, the uh, the pandemic. we have an advantage, yeah. Okay, and I hope they maintain the advantage. But here's the point: the the hitting. I'm I'm thinking about tonight, tonight, and into next week. There's only going to be a few more opportunities, right, to show what you can do when the when. Things are flying around for real. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be interesting. Uh, you so, know, I don't know. Yeah. I do know this. Guys are running out of opportunity. Guys need to make the most of whatever they're doing. Um, again, I look at guys coming back. You know, one of the bummers of yesterday was Ryan Switzer hurting his foot. Right. Ryan Switzer had really started to show some, right. I thought, movement in practice. Yeah. And uh, what he's done this whole offseason. So I hope that's not much. Yeah. Um, Kevin Dotson. I'm hoping to see some of Kevin Dotson yeah. tonight. Ed Zooks. That's an opportunity for him to be able to put on the pads maybe and do something. I don't know how far he is yet. Yeah. But you want to see that. So what I'm saying is these opportunities are running out. They're running down. Yeah. You've got to, if you're trying to make some sort of noise and say, look at me, I'm capable, yeah. well, you're running out of it, buddy. Right. I mean, you get you need to show something tonight and yeah. so forth. So we're out of time. Uh, 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 the Godfather, <laughs> Speaking of out of time. The Godfather, Stan Severn, is up next. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. And uh, nice job uh, as well, Jacob. Uh, always good. 